When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. We got a full house. We got Bubba Jenkins in the house. What's that? All right. We also have Rich Slayton as well. Rich Slayton, very funny comedian, as well as the man, the most interesting man in the world, CB Gold. What's going on? How are you? We got got a great, great, great show. People, do you feel like you need to make some changes in your life? Wake up and take back control. Download Decipher Life. Available on iTunes, Amazon, or Google Play. It's an audiobook narrated by Decipher's chief executive manager and head sports agent, Daniel Martinez. Expect honesty and some slightly colorful language as he shares his life's obstacles firsthand and uncensored. Hear how, hear how a willingness to change and adapt with life can help unlock unique, your hidden potential and pave the way for new opportunities. Decipher Life is also formatted to fit any busy schedule. Each chapter is 5 to 12 minutes long and is individually recorded as a single track. Listen on the way to work on a lunch break, or before bed. Each track provides a simple framework surrounding a particular topic, highlighting or breaking down a common roadblock to personal success. Need a refresher in the future? Use the top of title to go back and listen to that specific track again. I only endorse products I know have worked for myself and others. It's good listening, and it can help everyone. Bubba Jenkins has used it, and he's been undefeated since started. he's been using it. So I'm Very telling true. you. Cause and effect. I'm telling you, go back there and pick it up. Decipher Life on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, or directly from their website on decipher.com. That's di-cipher.com. And they have great life coaching, contract negotiations, organizing your life. You can book them long-term. Their services, use the code ROASTED, you get 10% off. Again, use uh, decipher.com, use the code ROASTED. Also, tip a fighter. Listen, fighters are underpaid. It's horrible. I met fighters that are Uber drivers, that are bouncers, that are this, that are that, that deliver pizza, that are substitute teachers. Whatever they do, okay, they're not focused on fighting. Well, Bubba Jenkins has come up with a way where we can tip the fighters. Called tip a fighter. Listen, fighters, you're in there anyway. Might as well make more money, okay? You tip a waiter, tip a waitress, a stripper, I tip a valet. Might as well tip the guy or the woman who's entertaining the crap out of you every single week. So tipafighter.com. Now, that being said, I uh, hope all you guys had a great week. Uh, I just came from uh, shooting the final Living With Funny scene. I uh, just came from set. Um, I'm excited. If you haven't watched my new show, uh, it's called Living With Funny. Uh, it's on Oxygen. Uh, I wasn't that on that much. The, the first episode, I actually got a phone call from the network the day before. They're like, uh, Adam, uh, you're only on a couple scenes. I was like, oh shit, I've been promoting this for like, <laughs> like, but uh, I, if you keep watching it, uh, I, I come on a lot, especially episode three and five and uh, and seven. It was a lot of fun. It was it was exciting though. It was really all the exciting. odd numbers. Yes. Right. Okay. All the odds. Yes. The opening be- scene's absolutely hilarious. Oh, thank uh, you. With, uh, with you and the mannequin having oh, dinner. I appreciate that. It was that. really funny. I'm glad, that, I'm, like, why did they, I'm glad that you found that funny, douche. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, yeah, I'm happy about that. And then uh, I had a show last night. It was cool. I did a show for uh, veterans uh, who are now in a sober living facility. 
Uh, this guy, Justin Wood, is a veteran himself. He's a comic, and he booked me and this girl, Jen Murphy, some other really funny comics, uh, Johnny Lacosto. And uh, it was it was great, man. Like, you know, like, I've done a lot of military tours and stuff, but it's hard sometimes when you see these guys afterwards, and they're, you know, they got hooked on drugs, and they need some kind of assisted living situation, and they just were just so nice, so giving, laughed at everything. It's one of those things, Rich, where every, like, you're on stage, and you're like, man, this is what... This is what I've meant to. This is why I'm doing this. This is what I've. This is what I need to be doing in my life. This is why I'm doing it, and uh, it was awesome. I, I was really, really happy. They were. They were a great crowd, and uh, I was really feeling positive about that. Afterwards. I had a very similar feeling of fulfillment when I did a show one time, and afterwards, a guy gave me two joints. And I was like, <laughs> "This is why I do this." Really? This for two yeah. joints, not yeah. just one. Not just one. It was a double. I, sometimes when I don't, I'm on the road, people hand me joints afterwards, and I'm always afraid to smoke it because it might be like. I don't know where what this is. This could be angel no, dust. That's, or... that's smart of you. Yes. That's smart of you. I know people who don't, even if they roll their own joint, they make you spark it first because of paranoia. Now, when you were a pothead back yes. in the day, did yes. you- Let's talk about this. What's did, up? Did you smoke every, everyone's weed or did you- uh... No, I was very selective. Uh, I guess you, you can say I was I was a, a selective pothead. Yes. Um, I, had to, I had to see the role. Right. And, you know, usually- because I was such a pothead, I brought my own. Mm. Um, so I, I, yours is okay. That's fine. But you know what? I think I'm going to spark mine instead. That's good. So, you know, very nice. selective and smart about my potheadism. And I got the five-second rule, right? What, Just what? like, yeah, if, if the weed's been there for five seconds, I'm going to smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't what that. No one who's no one's lacing it. How, how, like, how often do you smoke weed? Um, most evenings when I'm done with work stuff. Like when I've got, I don't smoke when I go on stage. Yeah. But like when I get home from out of comedy, usually I'll smoke a bowl, watch some TV, write for a little bit, go to bed. Right. Yeah. But I'm not a daytime smoker. And UCB, are you still smoking weed? No. Actually, uh, the 21st of this month will be two years since I smoked. But when I did, uh, I smoked way, way, way too much. Hold on. You got way into something? That doesn't seem like you at all. <laughs> <laughs> now, if Conor McGregor wanted to smoke weed with you, would you? Would you... I won't do it. Really? Yeah, I won't do Even it. Even Conor? I won't do it. What if the weed had touched his balls? I, I'm... <laughs> Every week. He did every pause, week though. He, he did sit there oh, going like, like oh, Fucking could... Jason Andor's Rich Slate and every comedian. Oh, the pause. The pause. Shut up. All right. Well, <laughs> look at uh, CB. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so Bubba, how's training? What's going on with you? Yeah, I started training camp two days ago. You got a fight? No. Fuck oh. no. I'm, so I'm just waiting by the phone. I, you know, I'm preparing for what they're trying to prepare me for. Are you getting angry at Bellator? Uh, can't fight the hand that feeds you, but, you know. I've I've been happier. It's just I, I've been, I've definitely been happier. You know, I I I called up. Well, I you know I had my people tell Bellator's people that you should contact Pitbull's people and set this fight up because uh, you know he had a sh- he had a to share fell out. I said I'd fight him on a you know thirteen twelve day notice and and they gave it to someone else. Oh, man. <laughs> so and I didn't even know that guy was still fighting because I was like Yo, I'm Who looking for a fight. Um, Jen's pulver. <laughs> now they gave it to Corrales I think Henry Corrales is his name And I didn't even know he was still fighting in Bellator Because I would have loved to have fight him I mean, Now there's a guy from Ireland Who ha- who just got signed with Bellator <laughs> oh He's now 3-0 and there's a, and he, there's he's a, been, You mean there's a kid A kid, 19 years old And there's he's been calling kid. you out Calling me and Strauss out and Like Strauss. this guy's beating anybody in his life Who is this guy? <laughs> he's 3-0 and out of Ireland he Are you nervous about this guy? <laughs> are, are, are we serious? No, no. You just seem very concerned. No, I mean, then you guys are responding to him on Twitter. What's his name? James Gallagher. Is James his name. Gallagher. Yeah. He's saying that now you that you said to him you don't want none of this chocolate. 
you don't want any of the chocolate men from Bellator 145 division. Now, now, but this guy, he's 3-0. and I mean, Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I remember when I was 3-0. He's never lost, though. That, that's he, some serious he, business. Yeah, <laughs> all submissions. Yeah. No, all first round. Now, would you fight him or no? I would fight him yesterday. Yesterday. I would <laughs> fight him on a one-day notice. <laughs> If they flew me out to Ireland to fight him in his gym slash living room, I would fight him. <laughs> I mean, cause first, I mean, you're 19 years old. You know what I mean? Like, you have not, you have not even sniff, sniff the start of mandom. But how do you prepare for the creativity of a 19 year old? Like they just, they break the rules. They do those things. You so watch different. cartoons. That's all you do. I mean, so should we get him on the podcast? Yeah, we should get him on. He don't even know how to wipe his ass good. How he gonna fuck with me? Right, right. No, I, I agree. I'm just fucking with you. I think it's I'm funny. I'm gonna beat this shit, up. man. See, the thing, the reason why they wouldn't let me fight him because he's 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 a little hype train. You know, he I'm thinks he's a guy three and zero in Bellator. He he thinks he's the next Connor, and everyone's like, oh, watch out for this guy. Watch out for what? Mm. Like you know, let me let him get ten fights. You know. See his average in ten fights, and then be like, "Oh, you know, dude's nine and one, ten and zero, oh, eight and two. I mean, I fought. I've heard of many guys like him. He ain't seen shit like me, especially right. not in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm they ain't got enough sunscreen to fuck with me like that. You know. So let's see him. We'll, I mean, I got a couple of young guys that uh, tap that ass before I even get to see him. Right. So I mean, wait till AJ gets back from Italy, and then you know, talk 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 to the young bread, and 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 then we'll see if you're all eligible. right. All right. Now, uh, by the way, I did a show at the Dime Bar. It's going really well, Dime Bar. Uh, I gotta have. Are you booked for it? Have booked it yet? I don't know if we've settled that out yet. Okay, but, uh, I'm gonna get you a date, the... Rich, for it. Uh, not enough commas, bro. I'm you telling. No, it's been going really good. Not no, enough no, joints and not enough commas. The, My man needs bread. The, okay? yeah, the hard, the hard part is that uh, it's like. I'm the only one promoting it. So every every week it's like uh, like I'm just going through all my contacts and it's hard when you know the entire crowd. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh especially if you've slept with a lot of the people in the crowd um and you now have a girlfriend uh which is good actually. The, the new girlfriend everything's going great. It's just like it's weird when you talk, when, when I do crowd work I want to pretend I don't know everybody. I don't want to know, "Hey, where where are you from? Adam, you you invited me here." It's just, it's just so it, that's and then I don't want it to be like make it seem like hey what's up Steve because then it's like a, one big inside joke to, to us so that, that makes it difficult but it forces me to write new jokes because That's it's the thing. same crowd coming every week not the same crowd a lot of the same people which is what I want but I'm building it from nothing but anyway Georgie Karakanyan came yeah uh, to the to the thing and I, I talked to him about you I said what do you think about the rematch and he said um. He said, if the money's right, let's do it. You yeah, know? No, CB told me that he was there. He's like, oh, you, you're glad you didn't go to um, Adam's thing. I was like, no, nah, me and Georgie are cool. You know what I mean? Like, I got no problem with Georgie. It's just, you know, we, we want the same dream. We're in the same weight, around the same ranking. <laughs> you he know, said he's heard, sometimes. he goes, I heard he's been getting a lot better. Uh, I, go, I was like, absolutely. Um, and, and I did say, I go, uh, which I don't know if you want me to say, but I said him losing to you was probably the best thing for Bubba because it opened up no, a whole new... Definitely, definitely. I mean, I want him to believe that that's the best Bubba that he's going to see, you know, which we know is to be different. But, right. You know, I, I got no... I mean, everyone took that thing when I was like, hide your wife, hide your kids. You know, I, I think he took a little personal thinking that I was actually talking about <laughs> his wife and his personal kids. Yeah. When at that time it was this big, you know, thing on on online. Hide your wife, hide your kids. They kill, they raping everybody out here. That dude yeah. was, you know, saying that. And in in the flow of you know the documentary that they did, I kind of was saying that, just having a good time. And some people took that the wrong way, as if I was actually going at somebody's <laughs> wife and kids, as if I don't have a wife and, and kid of my own. You right? Know what I mean? Like I like I would want someone to do. Yeah, that, it so. was. I think it was Armenian translation got a little lost. Yeah, definitely the the <laughs> it was different in in language. But I got no ill will for him. I, I just want to beat him. <laughs> 
Uh, so let's talk about some MMA stuff. Uh, first of all, uh, Lyoto Machida got popped for steroids. <laughs> Chasing um, that dragon. That's okay. Uh, yeah, he. what was that? Chasing the dragon. Chasing, uh, yeah, I said his unibrow got tested positive for growth. Um, but yes, so Machida is out. Uh, he's out of the fight. He said, according to him, he didn't know he was on a bad substance. What's the whole story, CB? Basically, uh, first off, he tested positive for DHEA, which um, ends up being, it's a non-testosterone, non-estrogen. It's kind of like a 50-50 type thing. And it's something that you take it, it's more like a sex drive type thing. So we're kind of going to the Anderson jokes here with mm-hmm. that. But he declared it going into the test, the pre-fight yesterday or a few days ago. And they said, well, it was recently banned, which he thought was this year. But from what I was reading, I think it was banned in 2012. Um, so he popped. They booted him from the card. Uh, they told Hendo, who was pissed. Yeah. Henderson tweeted out, you're a piece of shit. I have no respect for you. Um, they rebooked him, which they rebooked him this morning. Um, but Machida, he is facing suspension, in my opinion, I think at this point. I think it might be the end of his career. Now, but hold on, he, but he, he listed the substance before the test even happened, right? He was he like, listed, oh yeah, here's what I've been taking. He listed the substance on his uh, pre-fight application, whatever it is. And they said, you know, um, this is banned. We can't have you take this. And he was just like, well, I had no idea. And unfortunately, we've heard the I had no idea so many times that it's like tough to really tell. But this one is pre-fight. So it's a little bit different than most of the guys after. They're like, how did I get this in my system? I have no idea. And... It's it's extenuating circumstances, but I think it's still going to be treated the same way. His Even body, year- though, does look a lot like in the last couple of years. He looks like he's got a his build has gotten so much better. Uh, well, he yeah. also well, dropped dropping twenty pounds. pounds. He dropped twenty yeah, pounds. He okay, middleweight, but also since the Rashad fight where he won the belt, he's gone six and seven. Oh wow! So his record is not like amazing anymore. It's not the the Machida era ended like the fight after his his Rashad win. Unfortunately, like we said the last show, does he have a title run? I don't think so. Does he come back from this? He's going to be like 40, 39 or 40 when if he gets only a one year, he could get a two. I, I don't see him coming back and really making a stand for himself. So it's now, a tough position. You said this is a sex drive supplement? It's something along the lines of where at first it's like a sex drive because it's a non... Well, that's the important part. Can you just tell me what that was called again? <laughs> <laughs> it's D-H-E-A. Have, oh, have, you, have you ever taken a Viagra or anything? No, never, but I'm really looking forward to it. I've taken <laughs> one time. I swear, I was at like uh, the AVN Award, some party, and the, like they had the conference there. So I'm like, oh, I'll take it. They were giving out herbal Viagra. So I went to take one, right? I'm like, I'll take one. It's a couple years ago. So that night, I go out with my friend, and I just have the most throbbing heart on. Like, 30 seconds later, I have a fucking heart on. And I was on so many other pills that one of the side effects, I take shits the entire time. Like, <laughs> which is not, not what you want. Boner shits. Oh, boner shits is, are the worst. Because, like, and then I ended up using the urinal, and the pee went straight up, hit me back in the face. And giving myself a golden shower. Oh, it was one of, the, one of the worst. And then, so now I'm walking, with, I'm walking around Vegas with a heart on, and we're going to party to party, and this one chick who, like, I wasn't into, who was always kind of like, she's always, she liked me, but she's like, hey, Adam, how's it going? And I'm like, and then she could, and she like noticed it because she's like, she's like, oh, I've, you're finally coming around. I didn't have the heart to tell her no. I took a boner pill, but uh, yeah, that was the only time and the last time. You ever take a boner pill? Yeah, man. Um, back in my college days when there really? was, yeah. What do you need a boner pill for? Because, in college, it's um, ASU. Yeah, because uh, I I was outnumbered in in, in certain situations, <laughs> so 
You know, I'm I'm not a loser. You know, what I mean, I, <laughs> I I I will not quit. I I yeah. have to win the situation. And you know, I was outnumbered, and you know, I walked away a true champion, and you know, remembered forever. So it's a wrestler's mentality. How, now, how many girls were there? There was a, there was enough to be proud of. Three or four. <laughs> yeah, there was. You banged three was, or four ASU girls in college. There was enough to be proud of. Enough with this. Um, no, you can't yeah, no, start was, the story and then was, go. I mean, I was outnumbered. I was outnumbered. And I did what I had to do to win the competition, in a sense. Now, but, but outnumbered, are we taught like? Okay, that's a that's an important thing because because uh, outnumbered could be two on one, or this could be like a Steven Seagal film, or like the Alamo. Yeah, exactly. I mean, being at ASU it was it was closer to that. Now, Alamo. now, when you take oh, a boner shoot. pill though, and you bust once, is it still hard right away? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. So, you, how many I mean, times did you bust that night? Uh, you know, five or six. Five or so yeah. you banged five or six girls at once. No, no, there wasn't you that. Got them lined up outside the dorm room. Damn, yeah. <laughs> but I had a good time. Let's just get off of this, all right? They're still there. Right now. You got like, off on this though. They're so. still laying right. out these girls. Yeah, no, he that's got right. off on this five yeah, or six right. times. No, I definitely walked away being a champion. That's wow. for sure. Speaking of which, by the way, so last weekend, <laughs> uh, Aaron Pico. For yeah. the guy, the guy that you didn't like. Frank, <laughs> what are you talking about? What's his name? Frank Molinaro. Frank Molinaro. Oh, who, I know Frank. Yeah, I know. Now Frank. you and Frank had beef back in the day. Back yeah, in right. the day, something happened at Penn State. He told on you. Yeah, he he. Yeah, me and Frank did not get along. He was a snitch. Areas. Yeah, he, he was snitched a, on you. He was a snitch at that time. But the thing about it is, I, I wrote him what what you would call today's love letter. I wrote him a big. I mean, because I was a, a massive dick to him as he was to me. So we definitely had real real. What beef. happened? I, I mean, he. You know, the first hour of meeting Kel Sanderson was basically a defense. Uh, you know, it was like I was being badgered and and he told uh, Kale that you were uh, a party animal, a party and, animal, I mean, a head case. He told he told no, I wouldn't say head case. No, everybody knows I'm not a head case, but you know, he just told him that you know we had a lot of good times in college, but he omitted himself from a lot of those things. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so new it was coach Bubba was in. doing this, Bubba was doing that, and the thing about it is he wanted my 149 spot, and we've wrestled. I mean, we wrestle all the time in the room. And he, I mean, he may have taken me down once or twice in our four years at being at How many times you take him down? I mean, I, I used to kill him. I used, I used to, to kill him. I used to crush. Well, now he's an Olympian because yeah, he beat, team he beat uh, Metcalf. He beat Metcalf. He and beat he beat Pico. Aaron Pico. Yep. Two out of three. Uh, were you surprised at this? Yeah, man. He had a great tournament. Um, you know, and like I said, I wrote him that letter apologizing and, and basically squashing the whole thing. You know, I mean, because after I wrestled him in Madison Square Garden, I still had, had Harvard animosity towards him. But, you know, I had to forgive myself, forgive him and, you know, go to all that, you know. And then I and then I sent him the letter and I didn't care if he responded or not, which Did he? he didn't. No, he didn't. But I, I did it, you know, just to get it off my chest to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm done with the past. You know, I, I've grown up. You know, you, you have a family, everything, you know, good luck with your future. And once he won, you know, I, I liked some of his stuff, you know, just letting him know that I don't have that animosity anymore. Because it used to be where I see him, we, I was going to fight him on spot. Like, I have to, I had to get tackled a couple times from not beating him up. Where was this? On, at Nationals a couple years ago. I saw you him went in, after him? I saw him in a bar, and I just had tunnel Who vision. Who tackled you? Uh, a couple of my friends that were with me. ASU guys or Penn, Penn State guys? Penn State guys tackled yeah. you? Yeah. Who? Well, Tell one, one, names. My boy Mike Egan, he tackled me. He tackled you. He yeah. said, Bubba, do not beat up Frank Molinaro. And I didn't hear him. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just, I saw him. We had, the last time we had talked, I said, if I see you on the street, you know, I'm, I'm taking off on you on site. I'm not, you might not even know it's me. I'm just going to take off on you. Now, is that because dark out that he wouldn't know it's you? Or? Yeah, that could be it. Or because I was just going to hit him no matter if he was looking or not kind of right. thing. You know what I mean? Like where I'm from, the type of disrespect that he had harbored to me was enough to get 
to get to get club well, you got thrown off a team because of him. Yeah. In a now sense, ruined, he tried to ruin my in a sense he tried to ruin my career. Now so. when you see him now win the Olympics, is there a part of you that's like, man, that could be me? Or are you cool, totally cool with being the Bellator fighter you are, rising champion? It's 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 a mix of both. Everyone's like, did you watch it? Did you watch it? And it's like, yeah, I, I did watch it in a sense. Like I, I heard so much about it, and everyone's hitting my Facebook and Twitter and hit me with messages. How's it feel to know that you could have been Olympic, you know, on the Olympic team, things like that? But I knew I knew that I I could have done that. You know, and that's not something like, oh, maybe I should, you know, stop wrestling and go into MMA because I don't think I'm, you know, I, I I'm a confident guy, so I I definitely think I. I could have made the Olympic team in 2012 and 2016. I was coming off of a national championship in 2011. It would have been one more year to just stay focused and then try to be in the Olympic team. And then, you know, because freestyle was my style. When junior worlds or when universities, that that was my it's freestyle favorites the more athletic in a sense. Yeah. So, you know, it's different. But um, no, I, I was I was definitely torn, but it's like I, I'm happy where I am. You know what I mean? You I have no like, regrets of, of looking back and, you know, trying to do all that. My opinion of you, Bubba, is that you are you have way too much ADHD you would not be able to sit there and, and go every six months to compete in some tournament. Like, yeah, no. This, this MMA thing is really good for you. It's, Even if, it's better for me yeah. now that um, of my lifestyle is just different. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I, I, like you said, wrestling, I love it. It's my, it's, it's my passion. It's the first thing that I ever knew that I actually really, truly loved other than family. And, I mean... <sighs> It's hard to see these guys that I can beat or still compete with, you know, being heralded as some of the, the next generation's great. But, you know, I'm I'm happy doing my knockout thing, doing my Bellator thing. And it's like after after they are champions and things like that, you know, I, I can say that I was champion in two different sports. I can say that I was great for many of things. Yeah, comedy's like that sometimes, though, too. Like, I'm sure, Rich, like, you, sometimes we'll, like, watch, we'll watch other comics that you know can't follow you. Or you're just like, man, I got better jokes than him, or I got this, and then they're getting Netflix specials or getting the Showtime specials, and you're just like, when's my turn? When's my turn? You know. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the good thing about comedy is that you get that satisfaction every night of the week. Whereas, like, as soon as you get on stage, you're gonna get that immediate high. It's like it's like DMX, like I said in the show. He was like, man, I've been. All- I saw my concert last week. It was the best show I've seen in years. And he was like, man. No matter how much pussy I get, nothing compares to the feeling I get from being on stage. Uh, I've know. heard, I've actually heard more than one person talk about this speech because he had like all fifteen of his kids on stage. Yeah, yeah, with him. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> I got fifteen kids. I, f- I fucked a lot of bad bitches. Oh, it was great. But no, no, but no bad pussy is as good as being on stage right now. Everyone's kind of like. Yeah, but those are your kids. <laughs> it was awesome. I think I, I think I think I heard like yeah, I think I heard a comic talking about this last it night. Was one of the best con. He puts on a show and a half though. Jesus, that was an amazing show. I, I'm, He's I'm always been it. very energetic, very entertaining, you know and, and his lyrics hold up. His songs are all like real, amazing. They're real. amazing. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. Let's tell listeners about our podcast, A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Yes, we came up with the idea for a podcast where it was going to be a dinner party style conversation on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. All of our rapper friends were going to come over, but then the press release went out and it said that it was going to be a dinner party. And we were like, oh no, we have to cook for all these rappers. And so we have. We had people like Jadakiss and Mac Miller and Migos. They're all here to tell stories and they end up being fed, which is great. Yeah, a little surprise. Check us out, A Waste of Time with It's The Real with new episodes every Tuesday. Yes, download, rate, and subscribe on iTunes or check us out on sideshownetwork.tv slash it's the real. We out you. Now, by the way, so it got uh, announced, I think, that uh, Hector Lombard is now fighting Dan Henderson 
at man, UFC. They don't give Hector no 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 slouches, man. Every time Hector's fighting, he's fighting a stud. You don't think that? I think that Dan's in trouble. I think yeah, Dan's he in is. Deep he shit. is. But I mean, Henderson. I mean, Hector just came off a, a serious loss, and then they give him you know knockout bomb specialist. You know, wrestler. You mean, I mean, my issue is, didn't they give him a 180 day medical suspension? How is Hector coming back from this? Like, it's in what, Cuba. Three time. months later, four months later. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I I don't think he's. Should be, but you know what? I honestly, I I would. I'm going to put money, but I can. I no, think Hector's going to blow him out. He's yeah. going to knock out Hendo. You I think know, he's going to He's going to knock him out. Sure. He's angry, and it sucks. Uh, he's yeah. angry. He he's just embarrassed. So he's got the speed, he's right? Up, up he's weight. got the strength. Yeah, he's got the hips. Hendo's a little slower, if, and I don't think, and he's got some chin, Hector Lombard. Oh yeah, he's, but I don't think, I don't think Hendo's going to connect, and I feel bad for Hendo because he had a much easier fight this weekend that he was calling his retirement fight. You think Machida is easier than Lombard? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Are you kidding it's me? It's less damaging than Lombard. Are you probably. kidding? Hell yeah. But you think it's easier to fight him though? He, everyone that fights Machida says this is the most frustrating way to fight because this guy. The, he's not who he used to be though. No, Hendo, no. Hendo had a much better shot at, at, at Machida this weekend. Plus the fact, Hendo said this was going to be my retirement fight. I was going out on this, regardless. He should go out on anyway. He should oh, not I know, but fighting. now he's going to pretty much guaranteed go out on a knockout. Yeah. He's going to get knocked out. I don't see it any other way. But 199, that fucking card is stacked. They've added four fights in the last 24 hours. Who else they on? They added um, Jessica Penny's fighting Jessica Andrade. Andrade okay. is dropping a 115. All right. Which I said she should because she's about five foot two. Okay. They added Clay Guida against Brian Ortega Ooh, from Black House. That's going to be tough for Clay. It's that's a real tough matchup. Ortega's going to get probably a submission first second round. I but Clay always sometimes pulls through on fights that I don't think he's going to win. It's been a long time since Clay's fought though, and he hasn't looked too good. And yeah. it's ba- I think if I'm not mistaken, it's back at 155. Okay. Um, I'm rooting for Clay though. And yeah. the fight that was announced that. Is requiring me to buy a ticket now to 199, is so what? I will be there. Conor McGregor versus Shadow? No. Oh, go on. My more of a favorite than Conor McGregor and all of you no. looking at me nuts. BJ Penn. BJ Penn's been added to fight Dennis Seaver at 199. Ooh. I have to be there. It's it's I have to be there. It's LA. I got to see BJ fight. BJ's my boy. We I got my. I already got my years. tickets. I like well, that fight. For... I got five events I'm going to in the next three months. Wow. So I had to I had to make sure I got my 199 tickets as well. Wow. Now I think that. Uh... I think it's a good fight for BJ just because I think Dennis Seaver is, uh, they're both kind of oldish. They're both on they're their both way 37. down. And I, I just think that, uh, I hope BJ wins. I He's hope got he, Jackson he, Wink behind him good, too now. That That's last, really interesting too. That last boxing coach, I was at that fight. That was the worst BJ Penn I've ever seen. He was using, um, he was using Jason Perillo who works with Tito and Cyborg. Yeah, but the way he But fought. he wasn't really, he was, stand, he was standing up straight. Before that, he was using uh, Rudy Valentino out of Hilo, and that was the guy that got him the finish of Sean Shirk and, and all those prior fights. Rudy's a great boxing coach. What's his birthday? I, I don't fucking know. You don't know BJ's birthday? BJ's birthday? Yeah. I don't know, but I'm sure Ooh, he gets a BJ on his birthday. I thought, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I, I think do you it's think a great put, fight for him. Where do you think they put BJ and Dennis on that card? I mean, main well, he's card. He's got to be main card. But where do you think, like... He's got to be main card. It, it'll be... It's Weidman Rockhold and Faber Cruz yeah. is on that card as the first... The, the main and the co-main. Um... I think BJ. I think BJ and Seaver is a main card fight. You also got Bobby Green and Dustin Poirier. That has to be a main card fight. It's a good fight. 
Um, yeah, it is. There's so many Evan fights Dunham, on that Andros, card. Andros? Andros, Andros. I, I know. think they're going to maybe open the, the main card with that. They need a strong fight to round out the fight. I know. The worst part about this whole thing is that that weekend is my 20-year high school reunion in Maine, Ugh. and it's the 50th year anniversary of my, my the Hyde School, and I bought tickets. I'm going to go... And you know, yada yada. Are you gonna be the most in shape person at your twenty year high school reunion? I'm. I don't know. Probably not. But I mean, I just don't. I'm like, I want to stay for the rap for this fight. I don't want even want to go. I'd rather stay. It's in L. A. Yada yada. We only get a fight once a year. I know. Thank you. Uh, and I'm at just, the forum too. That's what that hasn't happened. Before. <laughs> I know. We can, get, we can get Roscoe's after. It's a great stack card. It really is. <laughs> I'm very excited for it. I know and you got to go to Maine. Well, the thing Bring is, me back some lobster, though, for sure. Well, I'm also trying to. I will. Thank you. I, I think I'm trying to get funding for my movie. I like. I like. I said. I wrote this movie pinned about a wrestling team. It's the yep. Mighty Ducks of wrestling. Yep. I'm, it's gonna. Be, it's hilarious. I got to roll first. You do first wrestling yeah. comedy, and I did a Kickstarter for it, Indiegogo campaign. I made thirteen thousand dollars. I was hoping that I would get that one millionaire to, be, to write me a check. You never know. You kind of have to go for it. Sure. But now the money is just sitting there. Like, and I'm like, okay, now what do I do? Like. I have to go try to find investors and I have to go try. And I think that would be a good place in my high school reunion. They know me this and that. So that might be something, uh, you know, that's not, that's, that's not why I'm going, but it'd be good to network. Yeah, you're sure. going back to stun on hoes. You never know. I'm not going to stun on hoes. Uh, I have a new <laughs> girlfriend uh, that I am loyal to. Okay. I'm faithful. You're Bubba. going back to stun on these bitches. No, no, I'm not going to stun on. I don't even know what that even means, but I'm not doing it. You're going back to floss on your boys. <laughs> I don't know. Am I doing the floss? Basically, in in we'll call. What about Corda Floozy? You gonna do that? <laughs> no, but it's hard. It's hard to make a movie for thirteen thousand people. Are like, we'll make it into a web series. I'm like, no. Or I like shortened it and try to sell it as a TV show. Okay, that's something I am doing, but it's just it's hard. Like, I I have to then. It's hard to make even a movie. like a micro budget is like two hundred grand. Yeah. So, uh, and there's a the million dynamite was made on like ten grand. The problem but. is that there are kids in it. So and there are kids doing wrestling. Yeah, that's, that's the, the whole thing. So you need stunt doubles. You have labor unions. You have kids. So you call them Team Alpha Male? Yes, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. So I'm working on it, guys. People that keep asking me about pin the movie, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm figuring this shit out, but it's it's a process. It's a fucking process. Oh god. So there is a little bit of other news. What's that? If you have, <gasps> um, Joseph Benavidez has officially left Team Alpha Male. Ooh. Announced it yesterday. Wow. He said, we're still friends, but I needed to leave. Uh, wow. Not not entirely sure if he's going to Muscle Farm Elevation. Did he take his toys with him or not? Or he probably did. Wow. But in terms of other Team Alpha Male stuff, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Cody Garbrandt went batshit crazy on an interview. On TJ Dillashaw? show? he wants to fucking destroy TJ and he's a piece of shit and he's disrespectful and all this. It was I was reading it. I was like, yeah, it sounds like Cody. But it's it's very interesting to see how the split is going. And, you know, somebody tweeted me saying, Faber's getting a thinned out camp. What's next? I said, you know, if he loses to Cruz, it may be time to call it a career and just try to start over with Team Alpha Male because a lot of guys are gone now and I see more leaving. Well, it's hard. You know, you got a lot of – Faber is a great guy, but he's got a big ego, you yeah, know, definitely. a huge ego. And having a guy win the championship was probably the best and the worst thing for that camp. Sure. Uh, and then when you throw in Dwayne Ludwig as – and then, you know, I felt that Dwayne was a good striking coach, but every time a Team Alpha Male fighter fought, it was Dwayne Ludwig, Dwayne Ludwig, Dwayne Ludwig, Dwayne Ludwig. And it was sort of like – like Faber got the ball from the zero to the 85 or 90-yard line. Ludwig took it from the 10-yard, the but they were giving Ludwig all the, all the accolades. Yeah, so I used to hate that shit. You what? I said, I used to hate that shit. I'd be in high school 
and this is this is real football. <laughs> like I used to run, I used to have like big yard games and never have any touchdowns because they would always give it to this huge dude once we get inside the ten. And we would win the game and after the game people would be like, Oh Bubba, what's wrong with you? Why are you so pissed off? It's like, yo, I got 250 yards rushing, no touchdowns. <laughs> like, that shit is, it's it, annoying. And so I, I know see. what Faber's doing. I know yeah, how he feels. And Faber's a star. I mean, he's he's a star. The reason why he's getting this fight against Cruz is because he's a star. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't understand that. I don't understand why the UFC is not is giving some people immediate rematches and not others. For example, uh, Misha Tate, Holly Holm. I was at that fight. I mean, Holly Holm was one minute away from winning that fight. One minute. She would have won that fight, okay? And now all of a sudden they give it to Tate versus Amanda Nunez, which is a good fight. I like that fight a lot. But that fight should have been to Holly Holm. It's uh, a tougher sell, though, because she never defended, and we've discussed that before. Holly never, Not only did Holly never defend, but also it wasn't like Holly was winning the mixed martial arts contest. She was not winning a fight. She, she wasn't was, beating up Misha she Tate. She was winning the fight under the fight rules. And yeah, she, she, was, she no. She was winning the mixed martial arts contest. She kind of looked like. But the, how do you sell that as? You could easily sell it. You tell me Amanda Nunez is more of a sell than a fucking Holly. No, because Holly and Holly and Ronda rematching is a bigger sell than Holly and. So uh, why couldn't they just rematch it? If Holly, I think Holly wins that rematch against Tate. I think no, she, Holly. I I'm saying know. no. Holly and Ronda. Holly Me, and Ronda is a bigger fight than any of those any of those matchups right now. Misha, yeah, Misha said she'd finish Holly faster the second. She can say whatever the fuck she wants, but, yeah, but she I was think, a minute you know, away from losing. We've we've said it for since since Ronda lost. It's that double leg against yep. Holly, and and Misha's got one probably the best double leg in the one thirty five division, and, and she got it on her on her on her once in the fight. The second one wasn't not I think even a double she was leg. Tentative for most of that fight, but second round ten eight round for Misha. Okay. Fine. It, 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 if, no, if Misha had just won that, because I thought Misha was winning round five. Um, she was. If Misha had just won round five, it would have been a draw on all the cards yeah. across uh, the board. Yep. Okay. All right. So, and then, and then Holly retains the belt. So, <laughs> then again, that being said, okay, the other rematch that I think that should have happened was TJ Dillashaw, Dominic Cruz. I agree with that. Or, uh, or Aldo McGregor. Or Aldo McGregor. Honestly, uh, it's. Yeah, there's, just, there's too many there's too many hip hops and it's like they they flip flop around of like well this guy deserves it but Aldo talks shit about Reebok so we're not going to give it to him and it's like the guy defended the belt he was the only one that ever fucking had it it's you know it's the the politics of the UFC is very very confusing I especially when it comes you, to I titles keep telling you gentlemen you <laughs> kind smart educated men that thank you it is not a sport mm-hmm. it is entertainment. And everybody wants to argue that until you realize the politics behind it. Yes, of course it's a sport. Maybe it's sports entertainment. It is sports entertainment, but I would say it's entertainment sports. How about that? That's actually a really interesting way to put it. And Vince McMahon disagrees wholeheartedly. Right, right, right. By the way, people are upset about John Cena saying he doesn't like like UFC. Yeah, I know. But why get upset about it? Like, why people even? Why is it an issue? Because he's a man, and this is America, bro. (laughs) But I, I, I honestly don't. I don't understand the whole, whole hoopla of the whole thing. You know what? Not everybody likes MMA. I mean, it is what it is. But if you're a John man wearing Cena, cut-off jean shorts, you should like mixed martial arts. I mean, but it's like, everybody's like, well, John Cena's the biggest figure in pro wrestling now and of the last, like, whatever, 15 years. He likes that So fiction. what? John C- I, I watched a video. I don't even watch wrestling anymore, but there was a video of John Cena back when he was first coming up, and he was saying the most hilarious, like, insults, Totally un PC. That it was badass. Then he became this like I don't know. It was more like. Are you talking about when he was the ba- the doctor of thugonomics and he was rapping? Yeah, his, his raps were hilarious. Oh yeah, that was. He has his own album. 
but he was he was really funny. No, he was he was very intelligent. He was very articulate with it, but he was he was borderline racist on a lot oh, of them. Oh, it was hilarious. And, and somewhat homophobic and, and stuff like that. But that's what got him to where he is today. I mean, you look at other guys, and I'm not going to make this a whole diatribe about wrestling, but when Rock, The Rock started as Rocky Maivia, he came out with these frilly shorts and these frilly like shirts and boots and everything. It was ridiculous. Steve Stone Cold Steve Austin came out as a Hollywood blonde, and he was like, I'm yeah. stunning Steve Austin. Yeah. They, the gimmicks they give them, it's uh, most yeah, of the time I'll, it's not their choice. Right. But Cena, Cena ran with it and he did an incredible job. Was, and I he, he loved was, he it. He was funny. He was very, very funny. Um, also, what else is going on? What else we got uh, going New, on? New York got a fight. Really? When? November, November 12th, Madison Square yeah, Garden. November first 12th. UFC ever in New York City. Really? Yes, sir. Wow. November 12th. November I got to guess Jones will be on that card. Weidman will be on that card. Somebody proposed, I think it was Al Jermaine who said earlier today, the first MSG card should be New Yorkers versus the world. <laughs> like on, the entire red corner should be like Sarah Longo and Hensel Gracie's team. There's and, like four guys from New York, though. Like, no, there, there's there's... There's, oh, there's a lot more Aljamain, that they can... You got Aljamain, Al Weidman, Iaquinta, Jones. John Vellante. You got... What's Egger? Egger's New Jersey. He's New York. Jersey. Yeah, you well, can stretch with Giants. Edgar. Yeah, no, you can... You can stretch yeah. with Edgar. Chris, Chris, what's his name? Chris Wade. Uh, I mean, there's... there's <laughs> I don't know if they could do the whole card on Just get it, like but... five random New Yorkers, too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what about the guy from New Jersey? Yo, call? I'm a model and I fight. Let's do this. <laughs> get yeah, like, yeah, you know, Alpha Patrick Jersey. Ewing against like... Yeah. By the way, know. you watch that Kobe game last night? Uh, no. Absolutely. No. Unbelievable. I, I'm not even a big basketball fan, but Man. holy shit. It reminded me of like... You know, in high school, they just give one guy the ball, and he just shoots all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. how it was in the NBA, but it actually worked. You know, it was amazing to see him come in the way he came in as far as his career started. And then to leave it out there as everyone's like, oh, well, I don't want to see Kobe as this guy who's missing all these shots. And, and having the, the year that he had, and then to give you that last impression of who he actually was. Shooting all the time, making making. You know, enough shots. something shots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shooting the ball fifty times, but getting sixty points. I mean, it was just that was Kobe's career in a nutshell, it's, in a night. It's and too it was bad that amazing. whole thing happened with the whole alleged right. rape because I feel like if that's yeah, still, it is really too bad that he did that. That's really awful. <laughs> he, well, <laughs> I don't. We don't know what he he. he, he <laughs> it's, too, it's really awful that he allegedly did that. <laughs> he allegedly did that. He he, he didn't get he right. He got got off. For well, whatever. yeah. I mean, the chick can't show up with like seventy two different sperms in her <laughs> and then be like, oh yeah, well it was Kobe that did it. No, that bitch, didn't help. Like stop. That didn't help. But he did say he had sex with her. He admitted to yeah. having sex with her. Uh, but I'm saying if that uh, that never Absolutely. happened. He would be the most revered athlete on the planet. No, he'd be. The, no, he'd still be the most hated. He he is the most hated NBA player in the history of the sport. And I no. think that even no. who's more hated in the history of the NBA than he is. LeBron is. I was going to say. Mm, I don't think so. No, yes. I, no. I think Kobe yes. because of that. No, no. I think that. I think no. that. Do, but, uh, also I think LeBron that, had a period. A period nope. of hate. Nope. No, <laughs> he but went I back think to his whole team. Was, though. Yeah, he, yeah, moved he went back. Teams. Kobe never left. Nope. Kobe he, never left the Lakers. He's the most. So it's like. But also the whole thing when he got arrested and he was like, well, Shaq cheats too. That didn't yeah, help. Either. If you go around the country, him? people are probably about like 50-50, maybe even 60-40 with their hate for Le Le LeBron. Right. But Everyone is... outside of Los Angeles hates Kobe Bryant. <laughs> but this is and what and half of Los Angeles also hates Kobe Bryant. <laughs> but, but this is why I say that, though, because Kobe actually has things that he has done that make you hate him, right? As far as like actual... Go, get in rapes. trouble, alleged yeah. rapes and things like yeah. that. The thing that LeBron did is things that 
every NBA player does is go to a different league to try to win a championship. And people absolutely hate him for that. And all he did was get paid more, go win championships, and move to Miami from Cleveland. And people hate him for that. That's a type of hate that is different than a hate that you have for someone who actually allegedly hey, raped I'm just somebody. trying to say that Kobe's number one. He's, he, <laughs> no, I disagree. He's, he's number one. We will agree to disagree on this uh, yeah. one. LeBron came Look, back he's a to champion. Cleveland, yeah. and everybody's like, we love him again. I don't again. know. I mean, LeBron's title. in movies and stuff. Like yeah. that movie, Name one time like, they burned Kobe's jersey he was in trade that, i was about to say name one time they co- they burned kobe's jersey when has lebron ever been in the news with the police investigating in him on anything except for and that they one still hate him thing hit run college or something there's something happened he never college. went to college never went to college oh so then something happened and he like ran someone and drove away or something no, no that's caitlin that, jenner that was oh, john Jones. Jones. Right. <laughs> no, that, something happened wrong black athlete no bro. That, something happened <laughs> google it something happened with him in college at, at, at a party but you're right uh Rich, I think Lebr- I think Kobe is the most hated nope. versus LeBron. Nope. All right, we'll have to agree to disagree. Yes, we will. Um, I thought it was cool that Shaq challenged him at the beginning of the game. He said, try and put up 50, and Kobe put up 60. Yeah, that was crazy. And then they hugged at the end. I was like, are they going to punch each other, or are they going to hug? No, they're Shaq actually cool now. No, I know, but cool like now. for so long, Shaq was like talking mad shit, even after he retired and everything. And, and I think, you know, I think it, Kobe played a part in uh, Shaq's having a divorce. That's really? Why, yeah, I think a lot of that came down to him having a messed up marriage. What's you up know. with the Lakers throwing each other's on throwing each other under the I bus? Know, like the worst. Russell oh, you mean Nick people Young in and... Los Angeles like backstab each other? That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of that before. <laughs> You're right about you that. You know what's even crazier though is that the that the number one basketball story of yesterday is is Kobe teetering off the court with 60 points rather than the Golden NBA Warriors. the Warriors breaking the, yes. the, the win record that will probably never ever It'll be never broken and also happen. also fucking Steph Curry landed uh, uh, now ended with what 403 402 three 402 three pointers when the when no one had broken 300 wow and he put that's, 400 uh, 402 that's about five a game average yeah. for 82 games 82 games Nothing, 402 yeah. three pointers 73 and 9 season record that fucking Jordan sitting at home going Fuck, man. It mm-hmm. took 20 years to beat it. You see, you're seeing Golden State. I'm seeing Golden State Warriors hats on kids in LA right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Constantly. Those kids are bandwagons. Forget those yeah, kids. There's, too, but there's even more too young. Dude. The they're too young to know loyalty, okay? Yeah, yeah. There's people all over the country that are jumping on the Warriors. Like, yeah. you go to Vegas and people are running around with Steph Curry jerseys and Golden State hats and whatever it is. I'm like, when I grew, when I was growing up, and Chris Mullen and Tim Hardaway were on the Warriors, everybody was like, "Oh fuck that team, they yeah. suck." It's a good thing you're not good at basketball, Bubba. You have like 50 I'm kids actually, right now. I'm actually really good at basketball. Are you good? He's trying yeah. to have 50 How good kids. Are you? I'm really good. Really? Yo, come to the Y, dude. We'll yeah. see what's up. I'm really good at basketball. <laughs> I'm a I'm a pure athlete, so I can do every sport that there is. You're so humble. You're right. Now, um, you're right. Now, now <laughs> just, I would. I, I mean, I am black and from Virginia, so. I think the street cred has to have has to happen on the court eventually. Right. Eventually, they put a ball in your hand. They say, "Are you black enough to hang with us?" Yo, come ha- come to, play disc golf to. in the tournament with myself and, and Ben, ben Askren, who still won't. Who's like yo, punk? Yo, you come, you'll get beat you, by two white guys. That's I'm what's gonna happen you, right ben now. Ben Askren will bust that ass. In disc golf, mine? yes, you're out of your mind. Oh, you're out of your mind. Oh, I gotta call my boy. I gotta call. Where are you, at, Ben? No, I gotta call Where my boy, Ben. Yo, ben is no, amazing. I already, ben, I already challenged him. Ben is amazing at disc golf. I'm you know what? Him. I'm going with the comic. I'm going yeah. with you, Rich. You gotta go with your boy. You yeah, gotta go with your boy. Of course, I'm going with my boy. Cuts yesterday? No, hold up. What? What's that? What happened? UFC cuts? Yeah. What happened? KJ Noons got cut, and Joe Riggs got cut. Really? Maybe Riggs will. 
retire now. What weight was Noon at? Noon was at 55. Wow. He's had some rough goes, though. He had a real tough time in the UFC. Yeah. I th- if I'm not mistaken, I think he had two different stints in the UFC. Did they yeah. cut his dad, too? <laughs> and then Joe Riggs also? Joe Riggs got cut. But we've been talking about when Joe lost to Camozzi that it was time to yeah. hang him up. I think now, that was when Andors was here. Um, I think now, I think Riggs should say, you know what? It's been a long run. I had 70-some-odd fights. Diesel. Maybe time to stop. KJ... I wouldn't be shocked if Coker picks him back up. I would not be shocked at yeah, all probably. because he made a name in Strike could, Force. Could KJ go fight in that Bellator kickboxing situation? I want to do that. He, no, you don't. Do you really? Yeah. Why? He could. Why not? Because your wrestling is your base. Yeah, but... I, you want to challenge mean, yourself? I can actually strike. But yeah, I would love to challenge myself. Plus, I just want to fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you're a fighter and they don't I heard Emmanuel fights. Newton's taking a fight out of the organization. He already, he already won. did. He won. Who did he fight? Where? See, uh-huh. <laughs> he choked him out. When did he fight? Who, who did he fight? Like where? a week and a half ago. How do you not know, know the blood type and birthday of the guy that he beat? Yeah, so what's up with that? <laughs> so we got good fights this week, by the way. We talked about it a little bit. We didn't get Bubba's uh, take on it, this but Bubba, is just Rashad Evans so. versus Glover Teixeira. Who do you got? Oh, you are. You guys already did this Monday. We'll ask you though. Rashad Evans or Glover? I'm going with Rashad. Um, I hope so. Yeah, I'm going with Rashad. He's you know he's got to rebound and he's got to find himself again. You know, I, I think the best days. The best fights that Rashad had are behind him, but I think he can still, you know, muster up some, some big ten wins. Yeah, I hope so, man. I, Rashad's obviously uh, one of the nicest guys I met when we did that video. He's just super cool, super fun, funny too. Big comedy fan. Wants to do stand up comedy, actually. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> that's what we need is more second career comedians to take my stage time so yeah so I like Rashad a lot you got uh, your wish Adam what's that since Machida Hendo's off Swanson's on main really yeah him and Hakan Diaz got put up, pull, uh, pushed up and Benil Darius and Kies is the main that's a the good main fight the right prelims. there uh, Benil I don't know who wins that fight I don't fucking uh, know I mean let's flip a coin ugh god it's like those both those guys are so damn tough and Benil has that like that like bear strength where he just grabs you like a like he's just he's unbelievable. Uh, and Pacquiao has no quit in him, no quit. What do you like in that fight, Bubba? I got to see the other guy because I, I I'm better with faces, especially with weird ass names like that. But, yeah, I mean, Kies has always been tough, and he, you know, like you said, he doesn't quit. So I'd have to see the guy, the other guy he's fighting. Then I'd be like, oh yeah, I seen that guy fighting, and then I would have to take him. But Kiesa for me because I don't know the other guy. Rich, yeah, who's the other guy? He's Benil Darius. 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 She's at a King's MMA. Um, I think he beat. Didn't he beat Ramsey? I think he, yeah, he beat, beat oh. Ramsey. He beat uh, Carlos Diego Fajaya. I think he lost to Ramsey. I think that was the one he lost. But he's beaten a lot of guys. I think um, he, beat, he beat Jim Miller, right? Yeah, he beat Jim Miller. Tough guy, great wrestler. <laughs> no, I mean, that's that's a nice three peat. Like, or that's a nice like three guys to take down right there. I don't know, man. I I. I Kess has always been a weird one for me because he doesn't like. I I'm so judgmental. I just never. So like, he didn't look like a yeah, world leader to me. He very unassuming. Yeah, right. You look sure. at the guy and you're like, are are you? Do you like Moonlight or Record Shop uh, that's still open for some reason? Yeah. But yeah, he's a tough dude. I don't know, man. I actually, I I, I don't know enough about the other guy, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain. By the way, so, I'm not so we, talking so, about. So we talked about on uh, Monday our worst jobs you have ever had. Uh, the worst so far, mm. and uh, it was kind of funny. Uh, Rich, what was the worst job you ever had? It's you know it wasn't the hardest job but it definitely was the worst emotionally it was right after school and I was temping 
I had to I had to sit in a room by myself and fold, staple, and stuff and alphabetized benefit statements for like big companies. Okay. So I'm just sitting there going through people like, oh, you made a million, you made ten million this year, you made five hundred thousand in a room by myself from eight a.m. to five p.m. with nothing but a clock radio, just wow. to fold, staple, stuff, alphabetize. And Bubba, you? I never had a job, man. You've never had a job. I mean, it's no. always been wrestling coach and fighter. Yeah, I mean. I- I was in high school. Then I mean, I was always competing, so I never had time to go get a job. And then I got a full ride to Penn State, so you know they kind of took care of everything there. And then I graduated there, and I went to ATT, and I've been fighting ever since. That's <laughs> good I, for you, man. I've never had a job. Uh, what, I was thinking about that after I left, and one of my worst jobs was I had to do work kids parties as costume characters. Oh, uh, as oh, like Spider Man, tragic, and SpongeBob, and all these, you know, and Buzz Lightyear. And so I, I I get there and they give you like an hour training course of like how to teach it make balloon animals and this and that. I don't know anything. Like honestly, I'm just not even paying attention. There was a cute girl that was taking the training course with me. So I I, <laughs> I, I, I I get there and the kids are like, make me into an elephant or like the balloon animals. And all I could make was a dog. <laughs> so I would just give him the dog. I pop like 50 balloon animals like oh, in a row. You give him a dog, you're like, this is an elephant. He's like, what? Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, that kind of like, then, right. Then I kept, uh, there were kids where I had to like, you know, face paint and the kids would be like right, make me in the Buzz Lightyear which I don't even watch so I, just, I would write Buzz Lightyear <laughs> all, all over the kid's face right and then it got, it got worse right it got worse because uh, the pinata right they gave us the pinata and they told they gave you a box of candy next to it but I just figured oh this is an ex- extra candy so I, I we did the pinata and there was like 25 kids in the backyard and they spent like an hour hitting it and nothing came out and then the kids all looked at me like, what the fuck? Like, we just, what? and I was like, I was Spider-Man. I'm like, the Green Goblin did this. And fucking like, like, like just fucking ran away. That was, that was, that was the worst. That was the worst job. I was awful at it. But you, um, oh, did you never, did, did any moms ever try to hip try to make a pass at you though? I, you know what? I actually was like thinking maybe, but I had the Spider-Man, you know, <laughs> thing on me. But then, but it was funny though. I got to, I got to keep the, the uniform all week. So I would take the Spider-Man outfit and I would, I would just, I was just new to LA. I had no friends really, so I would, I would drive around a Spider Man, just to like, and then go up to the people on Hollywood Boulevard that were Spider Man, and be like, "You took my job!" Like just to, just to fuck with those guys. They'd be like, "Get out of here!" And then I went to the Hustler store uh, and started looking at porn as Spider Man. This is cause, just because I thought it would be funny. The people were like, "Why?" And then, so and then the, the lady at the Hustler store was like, "Let me see your ID." So then I, I was, I gave him my real. I, I, I wish I had a Spider Man ID. But you should have been like, "Spider Man doesn't carry ID." Yeah, I didn't. I had to give him my real ID. Then then I went to a strip club as Spider Man. I was like, I was just fucking. No way. I swear on my life. I swear to God on my life. I went like a I four, like a good time though. Four o'clock in the afternoon. I walk in. Your this, webs are so sticky. I just thought it'd be funny. So I sit there and this fucking stripper's like, take off your mask. And I'm like, I'm like, no, you can't see who's, who's under me. Right? I'm not going to reveal my identity. Right. So the, the, the whole time the stripper is like trying to get me to take a mask off. And I fucking did. And then I feel like the biggest loser. Cause I tried to get her number. She's like, you fucking, you freak. You just walked into my strip club and Spider-Man, you really think I'm gonna go out with you? Like, totally failed. Trying yeah, to get you, dog. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. You should have. Uh, if you got, if you were able to hook up with a girl in the Spider-Man outfit, you should have Spider-Man her when you were done. Oh, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> so we are going to call uh, our first guest is the bare knuckle boxing champion of the world. He's seventy and zero. 
his name is Bobby Gunn. He uh, he was a great boxer as well. He actually he has some. I, I didn't realize how good of an actual boxer he was. Um, he be he. I mean, he fought Glenn Johnson, who, if you don't know, knocked out Roy Jones. Uh, he be, he lost to Glenn Johnson. He fought James Tony. He lost Tony in five rounds, and, and uh, Thomas Adamic beat him in four. But he was good. He's, he's he was actually a world champion at one point boxer. Uh, Bobby Gunn. Hey, is this Bobby Gunn? Yes, it is, Bobby Gunn. How you doing? Good. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. Uh, you're here with Bubba Jenkins, uh, Rich, as well as CB Gold. How are you, man? I'm doing good, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me on. I really I respect the MMA community so much. It's a beautiful sport. Oh, thank really you. Thank you. Now, I was looking through some of your stuff last night. So you're 70 and 0 in bare knuckle fighting. Yes, sir. I guess actually I might be even more than that, to be honest with you. But that's the that's the that's the, the number that the fellows all recommend. I have they think I have over the years. Now you're you're the biggest name in bare knuckle fighting. How does one get into bare knuckle fighting? Uh, to be honest with you, with me, it was just something I was born into, and it's like anything. Uh, the underground circuit, I call it, the underground world of American boxers from New York to California, and it's been here for over hundreds of years, like. If you look at the movie Charles Bronson in the Hard Times, you remember it was a bare knuckle fight in the underground circuit. You get a lot of good fighters and pro fighters, MMA fighters, all types of fighters who compete because sometimes they got to you know make some money and intellectually making some cash. But a lot of them just love the sport of medical boxing. But it's been here before I was born. It'll be here way after I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you're really good at it. I mean, you're the champ. Uh, I heard in one of your interviews with Rolling Stone. Uh, you think it's actually safer than boxing? I Well, you know, I don't think so. I know so, and I'm going to tell you why. I've been boxing all my life. I had amateur fights. I'm a former cruiserweight boxing champion. I had over 30 professional boxing fights, and I never once got hurt in medical boxing, only in pro boxing. I actually hurt my hands, had injuries in my arms, my ears, and never in life, boys, in the history of history, has there ever been a recorded death in bare knuckle boxing? Unfortunately, in professional boxing and professional mixed martial arts, there's deaths all the time. God rest this poor wee boy who just died over the weekend. Uh, Conor McGregor's teammate, I believe. It's a, you know that happens in bare knuckle boxing, boys. You don't ever see that happen. But do you think maybe that's because there's a lot more boxing than bare knuckle boxing? Is that an unfair comparison? Um, no. Here's why. In bare knuckle boxing, the fighters, the real fighters, again, there's two people get this mixed up. But when I say bare knuckle boxing, I don't mean a street fighter, a barroom brawler with a big old fat belly throwing punches in the street. That's anything can happen. That's barroom fight. I mean, an actual organized stand up bare knuckle boxing fight is different than boxing. People don't understand that. Bare knuckle boxing is like a chess player compared to boxing as checkers. In bare knuckle boxing, you pick your shots more. You don't throw as hard as you want, boys, because you'll hurt your hands. You have a three-inch gap around the eyebrows, the nose. You can't go below the lips because you'll cut your hand under teeth. So you pick your shots more, and you don't throw as hard. Compared to mixed martial arts and professional boxing, your hands are wrapped up just about like a cast. You put that little glove on. Well, boys, you know it yourself. You feel like you can punch holes through a wall. 
But take that away from your hand. Look at your hand. It's naked right now. But you're not going to throw as hard. You're going to be a lot more thick in your shots with precision. And that's the art of vertical boxing. And that's why it's safer, boys. It's only superficial cuts, a little mix around the eyes, a bloody nose. Where boxing MMA, I mean, somebody takes their knee and smashes it ahead, or boxing as hard as they can, the brain gets jarred. And that's what makes a lot of fighters get punchy. And the, the truth is, boys, if I could show you some real good medical fighters and they talk as clear as me because it's a different game than fighting in an MMA. Right. I mean, now you were, you are a really good boxer. I went and looked up some of your, I had no idea the extent of how much of a boxing uh, background you had. Uh, you fought, uh, you fought um, James Tony. Uh, that, that got ben stopped. In, 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 yeah. Now the, the, the Tony fight, because uh, I, I tried to find it online. I couldn't really find it. It seemed like you hurt him in the third, but then you broke your hand in the fifth, right? They stopped it? I, I broke my hand actually in the first round. <laughs> it was a boxing glove on. Wow. You know, boys, I don't do it in bare knuckle boxing, but I'm, uh, you know, but I, I, definitely, I, I lost the best man one that night. I love James. He's a friend of mine. And, um, but, you know, again, I had a great career. And a lot of times, people understand, I've got bare knuckle boxing down to an art. For me, it fits better, boys, because in the boxing ring, there's a lot of corruption of, you know, a lot of things that you're dealing with. You're, sometimes you're just not fighting with the opponent, boys. You're fighting the judges or the referee. And I've been involved in that situation in life. With bare-knuckle boxing, I don't got to worry about none of the politics. You know, in the underground rules, it's just a man fights till he, can't, till he says, I give, I give best. And that's it. Or he gets knocked out and the referee stops it. In the boxing ring, there's so much politics, boys. You don't, you're fighting the referee, you're fighting the judges, and the worries. And in medical boxing, there was none of that, and that's why I'm a lot more better there. I'm more calmer and relaxed, and that's just my home. Medical fighting. Now the Glenn Johnson fight. Uh, Glenn Johnson used to be one of my favorite fighters. The guy would throw seven hundred punches around. When he knocked out Roy Jones, I was like, it was incredible. Uh, did you think you won that fight, or what happened there? No, no. To be honest with you, boys, I. I well, it's a different story than saying I think I won that fight. That fight was scheduled for 12 rounds. And I went in that fight thinking it was 12 rounds. Now, in the ring, they announced it as 12 rounds. But the boxing commission and the promoter behind the scenes made that an eight-round fight. Well, Glenn Johnson knew that. Well, boys, you know, the first second I was doing good, I laid five, six, or seven slides. You know, he was throwing up in the corner, and I figured I'll take him late. And the ding, ding, and the eighth round is over. I said, what do you mean? I thought another controversial stoppage. I said, what are you talking about? No, he said, the fight's over. I said, come on, man. I had four more rounds to go. Yeah. That's that bullshit. You know, know, boys, listen, my boy, Bobby Gunn Jr., he's 5-0 in the pro with four knockouts. He's 19. He's, I mean, a sensational junior middleweight prospect. But I got to tell you the truth. Boxing is a very corrupt business. And I can watch my boy where I couldn't watch myself. I think the MMA community is a lot more better and a lot more respectful and cleaner. And, you know, too bad my boy wasn't an MMA fighter. I love MMA. I love it. I love it. I couldn't compete in it because I'm not good enough. But I love it. And I just think it's a better community and a better world. Well, your dad was a bare-knuckle fighter. Uh, you grew up in the tough streets of Canada, right? Yes, I Niagara Falls, Canada, and I would go over to Buffalo, New York, all the time, and 
getting fights and the box amateur and had a hard old upbringing boys growing up. I really, I, I did, but the good Lord got me through it. Well, I mean, now you're, you're in your forties and I've, I've watched some of these fights. I watched one of your fights where you knocked out Jay-Z's manager or bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy fight, man. That was made in a, and I'll tell you what, listen, that, that video doesn't do any justice. That guy really busted my eye open. <laughs> yeah, no, he was a good he was fighter. A good, he was a tough kid, a real tough kid. He fought a, I think he, I think he fought under different names. He had an MMA. He's an actual MMA fighter and a pro fighter. Yeah, now the, but a lot of these guys, they don't really give their real name, boys, because they have a professional career. You know, they don't want to jeopardize that. But the good thing about bare knuckle boxing, what I've pushed all my life, I did the first sanction fight that ever was in 123 years, uh, August the 5th, 2011. And that that's when I won the linear and bare-knuckle heavyweight world title. Um, Burt Randolph Sugar, the great historian, God rest his soul, said that you're the linear champion now because John L. was the last champion because you fought the first sanctioned fight. And he passed the torch on to Scott Burt from the bare-knuckle boxing hall of fame and uh, they recognized me as a world champion, and I was actually inducted into the Hall of Fame last year as a first living world active champion, boys. Where, where's the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame? In the in Belfast, New York, where John L. Sullivan. It's it, it's the famous place where actually John L. Sullivan trained and fought now, in Belfast, New York. Every time I watch one of your fights, there's about 40 white dudes hanging out, and they're all in a circle, and then uh, and then you're fighting. It's in some abandoned warehouse, it's like a, where do people, what is, where do people get tickets for this? How do people find out about well, this? What's going on here? Well, the, the, the underground circuit is uh, more like what I would say a, a cult following. Um, you know, it, it, that in other words, all the good people that, that are behind the fighters and like, it's a, it's another, it's a small, it, it, it's small, but it isn't small. Like, it's a, it's a big community, but it's a, it's like a cult following. And um, if they're, if you're involved in that cult and you're, you're a fan, a, a devoted fan that supports the fighters, you're going to get a, a forward text message a couple days before the fight where it's going to be. And you can go see it. And that's how it's done. Again, I have nothing to do with the promoting or the under, who, who runs the underworld, underground circle. Um, I call it the underworld, like the vampire movie, but I'm, uh, I, I was just a fighter, in it, but I was the champion off the underground world for 11 years before I won the legitimate bare knuckle world title. Now, where do these fights take place? What state? All over the world, man, from California, New York. Now, um, now, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Do you ever get concerned? You know, I'm, I'm actually watching a bunch of these fights right now. (laughs) Some of them are in different locations. Are they padding the floor? Do you get concerned about someone taking a shot and then going down and hitting their head on the concrete? No, no, no. To be honest with you, I, I, again, I, I know it sounds weird to tell you this. From from you looking, I know, okay, someone who doesn't know is looking in the out, 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 looking at it, you'll say, oh my God, this is dangerous. This is human cockfighting. But, boys, documentation beats conversation. Oh, well, we're it, all fighting. Joe Mack oh, oh, always says, you know, and I'm going to tell you something. This, this There's no injuries, boys. There's, there, there, and I know you're going to say, oh my God, there's underground. There's no, I mean, a lot of these fights, there, there is um, uh, paramedics right there. You just don't see them in the videos. And they, and they take caution, and there's doctors. And there is a lot of precautions. But as far as you know, you're padding on the floor. Sometimes they're padding, but most times there ain't. 
But I'm uh, to be honest with you. I mean, people are dying in professional boxing rings and professional MMA rings. People are dying, going to the hospital, getting comas of their brains and bleed on the brain. Boys, these men shake hands afterwards. They walk home, go home to their family. You know, one of your fights, and I saw you beat a guy from Detroit. Uh, afterwards, they said you made forty thousand dollars for that fight. Uh, who's paying you? Uh, is it all? Ba- I, I, they said it's a winner takes all. But who's who's fronting for the purse? Oh, boys, I, I I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of rumors. I I couldn't buy a subway sandwich sometimes after those fights. I, I it's all it's just all for fun. But I'm uh, as far as the money goes, I like I said, I never seen nothing. <laughs> okay, so I mean, could a person make a living doing this? I, I get it. I mean, I, it, it, again, I do it for sport. I love it. I hear rumors of fighters <laughs> fighting for money. And, I, and to be honest with you, I see people make a bet to the side, but I just like it. Bubba, you have any uh, questions for it? Nah, man. He's... You got me like that. I'm, I'm like the man from remember the hair club uh, commercial? Yes. Not only am I a client, I'm also the owner. <laughs> yes. No, my, my only question, which he already answered, was like, you know, how do people not break their hands all the time? Because, you know, you, like he said, you get into these bar fights and stuff and you walk away with your hands absolutely dying but you know the fact that they're picking their shots and you know i thought that was very interesting a lot of people probably definitely don't know that you know you're not just going out there sway you know wailing on people having to have you know targets between the eye and the and the nose i mean that's just incredible stuff and and to be that precise while you know not trying to get hit in the face you got to be extremely accurate and extremely skilled to do what he does you know what i mean and for him to be 70 you, you you're a legend you just said something there that made so much sense. In barroom fights, you're right. Guys bust their hands. But think about it. Why do the barroom fights happen? Here's why. Think about it. Some shake. Maybe you're with your wife or your girlfriend or, you know, somebody says something. In a fit of rage, you, you swing hard as you can. A lot of these guys don't know how to fight. There's yeah. the truth. And better not to fight. I'm, I don't hate nobody. I'm not upset. You know what I mean? I don't know rage. I said, for a sport, boys, I'm putting my old hands up. It's all a sport. And, I, I, and I'm boxing. I'm taking my time. But for me, a lot of my knockouts come with body shots. Yeah. Like, next to, I found that guy rolling a stone on him and left foot underneath the heart. That's the God's truth, boys. It wasn't a chin. It was a left foot to the heart to shut him right down. And I, I would like to go to the body because, for me, it's better for my hands. And I'm not being compassionate, but I, but I am in a way... If I'm fighting somebody, remember, fellas, I'm a former boxing champion. I fought the best fighters pound for pound in the world. If I'm fighting somebody bare knuckle and they're not my same level, I'm not going to hurt them, boys. A lot of these guys, oh, that guy's a bum. He's fighting. That guy, well, you know something? He's not a bum. He's fighting. First of all, give him respect. But second of all, if I knock him out quick, that don't mean he's no good. It just means that I am the best at what I do. And I'm not praising myself, boys. I'm just telling you the God's truth. It's bare knuckle boxing. I've got it down to science. And I don't take advantage of nobody. You know what I'm trying to say to you? If I see an easy opening, I'm going to take it. I'm going to end it. Good night, Irene. Now, you've been calling out Kimbo for a while. Uh, you've, uh, you've actually approached Kimbo. He agreed to fight you. And I saw a video of him going, yeah, well, let's make it happen. But he seems to be ducking you, correct? Well, uh, I'll tell you a funny story about that video. Kimbo Slice's manager, I see Mike, is a good guy. Love him, respect him in the world. And I couldn't get close to Kimbo Slice that night he fought Tim Shamrock. When he, when he knocked out Tim Shamrock, yeah. I couldn't get close to him. 
And he, I was with my buddy, Big Joe Mack, who's he's, all my life. He's been a knuckle boxer. He's, he's, he's a part of knuckle boxer with us. And I said, I got to get back there, Joe, to see him. So we basically stuck in the back. And I'm, and I'm in the, I see the dressing room. And Kimball's in the dressing room. And he's giving interviews. And a guy comes out. And I stick my foot in the door. Just about a half inch. And I wait the all left. As soon as the all left, we come in with a video camera. And I said, Kimball. And he looked at me. Like I'm a stalker, I guess. Like I'm a fan, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. "Come on, man, we got to get on." He said, "Okay, let's let's link up." He's right in the video. He says it. Let's link up. And I spoke to his manager, I see Mike. Now, Kimball's got one more mixed martial arts fight with uh, with Balatar to do. Yep. They said after that, let's make it happen. I'm hoping December, November. But again, boys, I have nothing against Kimball Slice. I think he's a great guy. I like him. It is going to hurt his legacy if he doesn't fight Bobby Gunn and Bare Knuckle because at the end of the day, boys, it ain't me that doesn't want it to happen. You know what I mean? I've been over backwards, and we have the capabilities to make this fight a sanctioned, legitimate fight right in the state of Florida in his hometown. It would be a Bare Knuckle super fight, and I think it would be great for the sport. Now, you were supposed to fight Ken Shamrock, right, in England? No, not me, my friend, no. Oh, okay. So is there anyone that was is there that any, was a friend of mine called James Quinn McDonough. Okay. That was supposed to fight Ken Shamrock, but there was some problems with the contract. It was uh I can't get into right now. There was a bad some bad things took place with a contract with him and a, uh, uh, somebody got involved with James Quinn and Ken Shamrock's um contract. Well that's a federal thing you can't do. And anyway, because of that that fight never materialized, but that's who Quick Ken Shamrock was supposed to fight, and it never happened. So, is there anyone in the UFC that you think could, can hang with you in bare knuckle boxing? Well, you know something, boys. Here's the story: I couldn't beat anybody in mixed martial arts because if I go rough and right, okay, rough and tumble street fight means I'll bite your ear, I'll bite your, your nose off your face, which I've done many times in my life in a rough and tumble fight. That's the you, rule. What? I put you, I Hold put on. Let's not, let's not gloss over this part of the conversation. Let's just go back here. How many times have you bitten off or on someone's ear or nose in a street? We need more details on that. Oh, many, many times, boys. It's been, it's, 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 you know, now, again, it, it's probably been done to me. But, uh, you know, now that's, what I call, that's what I call a dirty rough and tumble. See, rough and tumble means anything goes. Yeah, but where now, where are these the rough ground. and tumble fights taking place? Why are you biting people's ears and faces off? Like, like, like who's sanctioning this? Oh, nobody's paying me to do that. I was just a rough and tumble street fight. That's what they're trying to do it to me. Okay. And what I'm trying to say to you, if I was doing MMA rules, I couldn't do it because I would get rough and tumble. Right. So I couldn't even compete in MMA. I couldn't, I couldn't have somebody try to break my arm into. Because I'm going to bite their ear off. You guys, I don't do that. That's, that's my rough game. But so, but, but 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 saying that, I couldn't even compete in that sport. I would be destroyed because them guys are great athletes. What they do, but all the respect, if they come to my world, stand up bare knuckle now, fair and square, no rough and tumble rules, bare knuckle. Um, I don't think not too many of them can do too good. I now, do how would they fare against you in a rough and tumble match? Yeah, how? What about rough I, and tumble? I think Chuck Liddell would be a great bare knuckle fighter. Right. I do. I think Randy Couture would be a great bare knuckle fighter. I see them guys. I think they'd be a hell of a great bare knuckle There's a lot of great MMA fighters that'd be good bare knuckle fighters. But Bobby, let me say that. So you seem like a real nice guy, very well-spoken, very down-to-earth, very humble. 
You know, but why are people trying to bite your faces off all the time? Like, what's there's something's missing here. Here's what happens, boys. If you're in a rough and tumble street fight, again, anything goes. There's no rule books, okay? And if you got some animal on top of you, 300 pounds, trying to bite your nose off, well, you got to do it back to him. That's what happens in a rough and tumble fight. But don't get that mixed up with a bare knuckle fight. Right. And bare knuckle fights, that don't happen. Okay. No, what I, I was get trying that. to explain to you was there's two types of fighting that I know rough and tumble and bare knuckle. And I wouldn't even attempt to compete with somebody in MMA because I know they would cop me out instantly. They'd break my leg. They're great fighters. Now, could you, are you the world rough and tumble champion as well? No, I don't know about that. I don't know. There is a title for that one, but I I never lost that one either. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's your record in rough and tumble fights? Uh, brother, I, I don't even know. My God, man. I, really, I couldn't even put a, try, a, a number on it. But yeah, I mean, listen, a rough and tumble, boys, how many times have you been there in a street fight, in a bar fight? Somebody busts a glass, trying to cut your head or something. Come on. One of you have been in a bad situation. I've been in it's five, probably four or five. I haven't had someone break a bottle on me since 2004, I really? think. Bubba, what about you? Nine. I'm 24 and 0 in rough and tumble fights, but um, <laughs> nah, I have not had any uh, devices during my fights. I, and I don't bite. I don't bite. You don't bite? I, my wrestling was impeccable at the time. Oh, okay. So, yeah. You should start biting. I had bro. one guy one time, one point <laughs> time, he had me, he tried to take his two fingers and pull my tooth inside my mouth and rip my whole cheeks wide open. I had I had a guy I had actually this I wouldn't call this a fight but me and me and uh, a teammate of mine a heavyweight at the Penn State wrestling team and um, we got into a little scuffle inside a room one time a small room and he's a big big boy and and while I was trying to you know rough and tumble hit him in his face kind of thing he he uh, fish hooked me with both his hands uh. he like kind of snapped me down being you know almost no. three hundred pounds and he put both his four fingers. In one side of my mouth and the other side of my mouth, and tried to like yes. pull my mouth apart. Wow, wow! Boy, no. So let me tell you something. I, 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 I the guy tried to do me one time, and I thank God I got out of it. But I seen somebody do that one time, and he actually ripped the poor man's mouth. Honest oh. to God, rip. No, 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 Bobby. When see, you see, when you see, boys, this is this is the reality. What happens in the world? This is why everybody should learn to defend themselves and also learn to identify bad situations you're better to walk away you know identify something keep your wits about you because there's some bad dirty people out there in the world boys that would do you a lot of harm now bobby when you bite someone's nose off do you spit it out or you swallow it <laughs> no no i'm not a cannibal i don't spit it out <laughs> <laughs> so how many noses do you think you've bitten off in your life well, i've been, been a couple of noses i've been many years off many years of the year, rip it right off but again boys I had guys try to cramp on me. You know what I'm saying to you? That's what happened. Fight fire with fire. I get it. So you've bitten, you probably That's say it. you've bitten seven noses in 12 years? Maybe, maybe like 12 days of Christmas. But crew came to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to put a number on it, boys. It's hard to put a number on it. But, I, but I've been there. I, listen, here's the bottom line, boys. There's a song made by the folks. And he says, fill up your glasses, the whiskey and wine, boys. Whatever the price is, I'll pay. Or be easy and free when you're drinking with me. I'm a man you don't meet every day. Boys, I'm Bobby Gunn. You'll never meet a man like me as long as you live. And I'm, I've seen it all, kid. I've seen craziness things in my life. And all I can tell you is this here. In life, you're going to come across a lot of good and bad fellas. And unfortunately, you're going to come up more bad than good. But when you come across good, shake its hand. Because it's very, very, very often you do. 
and be thankful for good pals. You all sound like good lads in this whole radio here. Oh, thank you. You sound like your old friends. Stick close to each other, boys, because oh. you're in a bad old world, boys. Oh, actually, you know what, Bobby? There's a guy that uh, we he, when he heard you were on the podcast, uh, he texted me saying he wants to fight you. Shannon, you know the Shannon the Cannon? Oh, Shannon Rich, man. What a fighter. He yes, said, he's he, a top fighter in the world, man. Top, top, bare knuckle fighter, great MMA fighter. I seen him fight in New Mexico, nineteen was it eighty nine? I'm sorry, nineteen ninety nine. I fought a, a fight there on a big, uh, big uh, Latino fella, and knocked him out. And Shannon fought on the undercard, and he 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 hit a man with a right hand, and he stiffed that man straight as a board. That man hit the ground like a sack of potatoes. Shannon Rich, a good guy, and absolutely, I welcome his challenge for arms wide open. So, work it out with the promoter. If we can work it out, we'll fight. I think he'd be a great challenge, a good fight for me. So will you guys have a, will you guys do a conference call uh, with you and Shannon to, to hype up this fight? Uh, uh, right now? <laughs> no, no, not right now. No, no, I'm saying in like, in like the next couple of weeks. Uh, no, I can be honest with you. Um, I, I haven't spoken to him in a while. Um, if if it happens, it happens. Like it's a fight. If if we can work it out, I love I it. I think he'd be a great competitor. He's <laughs> ranked number three or four in the, the world W the world bare knuckle boxing ranking. So he's a good fighter. You know what I'm saying? You, there's a lot of good fighters out there, but Shannon Rich is a he's a seasoned veteran fighter, and he's a hell of a good man to fight. Yeah, Shannon's gonna be on the podcast next week. Uh, we uh, we have to do bare knuckle press conferences as well, right? We can't leave them out. That'd be great. He he sounds like he'd have some classic lines for us. So. Yes. Well, listen. Uh, school gangster right here. Listen, Bobby Gunn, it is an honor to talk to you. Honor to have you on the podcast. Uh, where can people find you? Okay, listen, they can find me on bobbygunn.com. And I also like to say, you know, I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Drew Watson, in UK and Newcastle, who's been handling so much of my bobbygunn.com. And I want to give a shout out to Doug at MMA Fight Fans. Scott Burt, the Vertical Box Hall of Fame, Big Joe Mack, Dave Tillman, the Vertical Box Promoter, and Danny Pro, and the National Police Gazette Magazine. These guys are great people behind the sport of Vertical Boxing. And there's a lot more names I can't even mention, but most of all, boys, all jokes aside, I've been involved in bad situations in my life, but I never did harm someone who didn't try to do it to me. Gotcha. And I, you know what I mean? I'm, and, I, and I'm not a bully, and I'm not a bully, boys. There's a lot of bullying bastards out there, and there's a lot of, before I go, there's a lot of young kids in the world being social media bullied. And, and, it's, and it's sad to say this. I think a lot of fighters need to stand up right now. There's a lot of poor things that can't take the abuse. They're getting their feelings hurt. They're being ripped to shreds on the internet. Even myself, boys, I get it. And I, we got a couple, I got a couple of stalkers that's harassing me all the time. And threaten my family and um, social media bullying. Before you go, boys, please don't cut this other podcast. Please put this all the fighters in the world. Please stand up for. There's a lot of people out there are being bullied, and 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 they just in the physical form. A bullying is a bullying bastard through social media, telephone, on physical. And boys, we all need to stand together and put a stop to this. I love it. I love yeah, it. Good words. Absolutely right. Well, thank you, Bobby, and uh, we'll have you back on the show soon, hopefully, and uh, good luck with everything, brother. Thank you, guys. God bless each and every one of you, boys, and have a good old night. 
Hey, it's comedian Michael Loftus, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, The Loftus Party, right here on the Sideshow Network. You know, one of the great things about being a comedian in America is you automatically get a podcast. And mine? I'm taking on politics, pop culture, and the world as I see it. You guys, it's an election year. There's plenty to laugh about. There's plenty to joke about. And if you want to go to another podcast where they're ripping up the Constitution and they're trampling, you're at the wrong one. Mine is a lot more fun. So here's what you can do. Join me for the Loftus Party. It's Michael Loftus every Monday. You download that, you subscribe, you give it a bunch of stars on iTunes, or you check us out on the sideshownetwork.tv slash the Loftus Party. It's amazing. Loftus, party of one. Your table is now ready. <laughs> yeah, he has a new lifetime fan in me, I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> Dude, it was awesome. He gave you a poem, he gave you some rhymes, he'll bite your nose off, he'll punch <laughs> you in the face. Yeah. No tape, no, I mean, how how... Harder, how much more of a legend can you be than Bobby Gunn? <laughs> but he's up. so like soft spoken and he's like, I wanted to fight Kimbo. Kimbo's running around like big mouth, like I'm gonna fuck people up. This dude's just like, Yeah, it's a sport to me. Hey I boys, don't... let me tell you one thing. One thing. <laughs> Look here, boys. I'm Listen, boys. Nobody, good boys. But if you try if, to if, hurt if... me, I'll fucking kill you. I'm like, <laughs> should be a little angrier with this. I really wanted to ask him if he'll fight Dada, but yeah. Dada'll probably die in that fight. Oh yeah, no, but Bobby Gunn Dada's is... already died in the, this, too many times. He's, in the a, he's also a real boxer. He's not just some yeah. street fighter. I mean, that's why a... he said he, you know, he he won't body you as far as like you know if he knows he's much better than you then more more times than not he'll just go body shots instead of like take take your face off i watched yes. like four of his fights during that interview <laughs> and yeah he, he he's nice and tight and gets in he gets inside he starts throwing these night like these digging hooks too yeah. i saw him drop a couple guys with liver shots i was like oh boy all right i was uh, thinking of a few names that would be that he'd be it'd be cool to watch them in bare knuckle fight. Guys like Junior Dos Santos, Mark Hunt, a guy like Shane Carwin. I was just thinking of heavyweights because I'm guessing this dude is a heavyweight. I don't know if you're walking around at 155. He's pretty short, though. Guys. He sounds like a heavyweight. He sounds like a big guy. He said Chuck. He said Randy. I mean. Hold on. I'll give you Bobby Gunn's. I think Kevin Randleman would have been a dope. Stand up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bare knuckle. By the way, uh, I want to um, thank our sponsor, Decipher, a lifestyle firm that specializes in individualized consulting. Call for strategic advising and support, whether you need help with short-term focus goals or long-term career management. I'm telling you, they help everyone from CEOs to actors to MMA fighters to boxers to comedians, salespeople, house moms, and yes, even porn stars. So call them up at uh, 1-888-731-COACH. That's one 888 Seven three one two six two two. Also, tip a fighter. Fighters are underpaid. Okay, uh, it's it's terrible. I, I would like to see fighters make so much more money than they're making. They should make more than basketball players and football players and soccer players and baseball players. So we can help. Uh, you can do your part to help. Go to tipafighter.com. Fighters join tipafighter.com. Um, yeah, that guy was. Oh, he was. He reminded me of like a like an old school like urban legend yeah, type guy yeah. you know like, like dude from boston or somewhere you know with a beanie on ready to jack somebody up that's he, that's what he reminded me of like a like a i don't know like a mafia uncle or something i think mma should put on a burn, an underground bare knuckle <laughs> boxing match i'm not even joking you think you're laughing here right now i'm saying let's bring bobby gun to town Let's make this the let's make this the event of the year. I want nothing to do with that. I will go. Uh, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be one of the guys in the back, like hanging out. But I'm not going to be uh, putting it on. Uh, I think they're trying to get it legalized, and um, it's they're having it's going to have a tough time legalizing that sport. I think I'll be the ring announcer. 
because uh, I don't think these guys are getting physical. I do play by play. I don't. Are, these, are they getting physicals beforehand or and like? I don't think so. That's the problem, right? I don't think they're getting physicals or anything <laughs> like that. They're getting physical, but they're yeah, not, right. I don't think they're, they're not going. You know, I'm going to beat some dude's ass with no gloves on tomorrow. So uh, can you make I just sure my can... pee's the right color? <laughs> I just, I, I, I honestly just can't fathom the fact that they like. I mean, yes, being precise, being precise, and you know, aiming where you want to aim. But I just feel like even if you don't hit as hard as you can. And you just perfectly jab someone who's stepping in. You're gonna jack your hand up. You know, right? As many fights as he's probably been in, his hands are huge though. Uh, <laughs> his knuckles are bigger than my yeah. biceps. You look at his hands; they're really creepily huge. <laughs> so, say, the, the other thing that was funny to me, it's like, "Hey, Jerry, nice to meet you. Yeah, we're about to fight. All right, cool." And when they just, I'm thinking world star hip hop. When I'm thinking the world's bare knuckle boxing champion, I'm thinking like world star, like these kids in fucking middle school beating the shit out of each other, and they're coming in like the old school, like Irish yeah. fighters, like jab, jab, jab to the body, jab. I'm thinking they're running out and just murdering no. each other, and he's just like, you know, it's a very, it's a very slow paced sport. He's he super precise. I, precise. Like I said, I watch four fights. <laughs> Because honestly, when you think bare knuckle, you think Kimbo, bum fights, yeah. any of that shit. You don't think, oh, yeah, sir, we are going to fight now and later we'll have a cup of tea. Ban like, the sound guy. What do you think about bare knuckle? This whole, were you watching some of his fights while talking to him? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Googled him. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's, he's a thick dude. Man. Yeah. I don't want to get punched by a fucking 115er, let alone that dude. Yeah, no. I, I, He's a cruiserweight in boxing. He, he was at 200. I've gotten three fights. I got in the last couple of years, the last 10 years, I've gotten three fights. One in my elevator. I talked about that fight where a guy attacked me. Uh, I was defending my dog. I told you I told you that story. Mm. So I, was, I took me and my ex, took my dog up to Runyon and back, and I gave, I, was, I gave Miles a treat so he wouldn't attack other dogs because he was a bait dog. For So we go back into the apartment and... Um, this guy has his dog off the leash and runs into the, my elevator who then, who then attacks my dog for the treat. So now I'm breaking up a dog fight. And then the guy comes like 20 years later. He, I'm like, dude, you got to control your dog. He's like, it's not my dog. I'm watching it. And like, when you break up a dog fight, I mean, they were biting each other. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the hardest things to do in the world. Yeah. It's a legit like, so the, I'm and like, you're putting well, yourself at risk. I'm sure. like, well, control your dog. Right. So then the guy like, one of us pushed another. I don't know who pushed who first, but I was. Like, wait, I blacked out. I don't know what happened. When, when, you, when you see your dog get bit by another dog who's completely off the leash, it's like seeing a child, your child yeah. get hit. Yeah. And then so the guy just punched me in the face, right? And he had so then uh, I start, I like punched him back. And I missed. The guy had like legit boxing skills. He was totally boxing. He slipped your punch. It was my Bobby punch. gun. <laughs> so then my so then I so then he punched. So then we're like punching each other. And, and this is this is like in the elevator. Like the elevator stopped. We're on the ground floor. And then uh, so then my, my friend in a phone booth, my friend Joey Varner, Joey Vegas said, if you ever get into a fight, headbutt. That's just, that's the that's the. So I start headbutting the guy. He's not going anywhere. I'm like. This guy, <laughs> So, so now, so then we go back in the elevator. So then I put him in a headlock, and, I, and he's like, "If you don't let me go, I'm gonna have you killed." I'm like, "You can't say that during the fight." You know? <laughs> so now the fight's going up, and Belver's going up and down. Right? It's I was gonna say, "Did you stop to walk in?" And then you're like, "All right, let's go." It's opening up, right? People are like, uh, "I'll take the next one." You know. <laughs> so finally, like.
like it gets broken up. He punches me again, right? So then I just said, "Fuck it." I used my wrestling. I, I took him down on the ground. Why didn't you do that in the beginning? Because uh, I thought I was Bobby Gunn. Right? So, <laughs> so well, he didn't bite his nose off. No. So then he bottoms out, and I just started ground and pounding him. And then yeah. my dog bit up his leg. So <laughs> it was Welcome. me and Miles versus him, right? And I think Miles did the most damage. Like he really, he really bit the guy. So that was one fight I got into. That was about two years ago. Before that, a comic. That I was going around bullying people. This is like a well-known comedian. Like, so he was going. He goes around. He gets drunk, and he accused me of taking this joke and doing it on Last Comic Standing. I never even seen the guy's act. Right. So he's an older guy. His kids take karate. He fought before. He's, he's Mexican. Right. So finally, so Man, I get you it. beat up George Lopez. What's up with that, bro? <laughs> just, write, just write it down silently there, because I want to know who it is, but we can't say it on. I'll the tell thing. you. So, so then, right? <laughs> so I get. A, I'm hosting the show at the Haha. The whole week I'm working on Ellis Mania, right? So I'm just watching Jason Ellis fights the whole week. I'm like stuck in this job for fuel. They told me I was going to be a consultant. I'm on an avid all week watching fights. I don't know how to edit. A long story short, it was a terrible week, right? I I, I had flown to to. Uh, Virginia that week to do a college. Great place. The uh, the Booker stole my money. It uh, was it was a Bible college. Bad it, it was just awful. I offended everybody. <laughs> so I didn't get paid. So anyway, cut to Friday night. I'm hosting the haha. I'm, I'm walking in. I I, I go outside because I, I forgot my computer. I bring my computer back in. This comic goes up to me. I just sucker punches me. Cold clocks me in in, the, in like my lip. And I was like, all right, fuck this, right? So I, I look at him. His hands are down. I just start teeing off on him. I hit him like like four times in the face. I couldn't believe his hands were down, right? So now I'm like punching him around the haha, right? People are like holding me back. I'm like, fuck this. He was, you got sucker punch. I'm like, yeah. all, all bets are off. Then I'm, yeah. So then I punch him again. He goes, we'll dine in hell together, which is a line from 300. So, so he says that I took a joke from him. He stole a line from a fucking movie. Like you can't, <laughs> You can't take a line from a movie after accusing someone during of a fight. Yeah, so and you're on bottom. So then, uh, this is the most aggressive Gabriel Iglesias story. I've ever heard. <laughs> I can't believe Fluffy came out of his box. Come on, man. So now I'm being held back, right, by two comedians, and I could still see his face though. So at this point, I just was like, I, th I threw a, a knee because yeah. I, I, have, I have no hands, but like. I, I missed him by like an inch of the oh, knee. I, I wish I could actually kick. I would have do it like an Anderson Silva front kick. Uh, <laughs> or the head kick and giggle. So I mean, it's, I, it's a clutch move. I should have done that. The so then after that, though, I was like, I was worried that all these Mexicans were going to come after me, these Mexican comics. Dude, they came up to me. They're like, uh, these guys, these big comics are like, on behalf of my people, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I got booked in like West Covina, the whole fucking... So like, the, that was... That was the, but then the other fight story I got into, this is, I'm going through all the fights I've been into in 10 years and I'm not a, a tough guy or I'm not trying to like, so I was on, I was in Africa doing comedy for, for the U S military, right. With this comic who was just picking on me the whole time. I mean, just telling me that OJ Simpson was innocent. Uh, it was just like, <laughs> telling me how much I sucked. That, yeah, that OJ thing, though. Can't let that, that go. That, that was, <laughs> that was I, the final straw. All I said was Eddie Murphy wasn't, his movies weren't as funny as they used to be. He took, man, fuck you. Like just, uh, and he wasn't doing you his time. You told that to Charlie Murphy? That yeah. was very rude of you. <laughs> I was going to say Chris Tucker. This guy wasn't doing his time. I had to do like, 20 minutes of his time, he was like, it was when George Bush was president and he'd go up there and be like, George Bush could suck my dick. The first to, one or the second the one? The second one. To the military. Like, that's their commander in chief. So, I mean, just, 
Uh, so anyway, so we get to Africa. I paid to get through him through customs. And he's just telling the troops, yeah, Adam's a loser. Adam, is, uh, Adam sucks. Well, so finally, I took his hat and I smushed it over his head, right? Oh, no. Was I'm it like, a fitted cap? Yeah, no. Oh, it, no it was no. like a... I was going to say, that starts fights. It was a fedora? Spot. It was like a fedora, right? <laughs> so he came up to me and I, I underhooked him and overhooked him and just hip tossed him Lat on drop. his head. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a perfect lateral drop. Right, right. Right. So then, but we landed on like a bunch of bottles of like alcohol. Right. I had a couple of beers in me, right? So then I'm like, who's a bitch now, right? And then the troops had to separate us. We're the comics that were there to perform for everybody. <laughs> we're backstage fighting each other. Well, like, they had entertainment. So then like, yeah. oh, they, so then like the sergeant, they want it. <laughs> so then the sergeant took us in the back, right? And he was like, "Man, what's wrong with you? You know, you know, you're supposed to inspire us. You need to find Jesus in your life, right?" So then he was, <laughs> he, I was like, "I'm Jewish." Right? <laughs> he goes, "I'm either gonna take your money, I'm gonna treat you like my boys. I'm gonna take your money or punch you in the stomach, right?" So we're like, "Just punch us." So the sergeant punches both in the stomach, right? <laughs> but at that point, I was so happy that I hip tossed you. I didn't get even hurt. And he was like, "I guess I deserve that." After I hip tossed him. And he was nice to me after that. But I remember thinking, like, I'm in Djibouti, Africa. I just beat up the comic and got punched in the stomach by the sergeant. Like, how many wrong turns did I make? Which, <laughs> which, which that wasn't even, like, the thing that bothered me was that sergeant was like, I'm going to keep this between us. You guys do a good job. So I, I did a great job. The show was great. And then he told on us. Oh, to the, the, what the, a punk. So the, the booker, yeah, so the booker, like, took away 100 bucks from us on I our pay. trust him. Yeah. trust him. Yeah, those are my fights. Any, any fight stories with you? I've only had one street fight. Against who? Um, Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> he told I me wish. to stop following him. I was like, I but wish. I need another autograph to get no, tattooed. It's was, uh, was like 2010, Valentine's Day, by myself, driving. I was driving from uh, Beverly Glen and Ventura over the hill to Sunset to go down to PCH. Just cruising. Hate Valentine's Day, whatever. This, I, this dude is like tailing me in a Porsche. So I move over when I'm going down Benedict Canyon and... You guys probably know where that is. There's a little spot where you can pull out. I pull out. He pulls out behind me, gets out of the car, starts shit. I'm like, dude, I, wanna, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to fight you. Pushes me into my car. I don't want to fight you. Then he socks me in the stomach. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. I guess we're fighting. So he comes back in. I come in with a right hand, dropped him. His girlfriend jumps out of the car, starts screaming. I jump mount, just start wailing on him. And then one elbow. Bust his nose here. Got up. I said, I didn't want to fight. You could have got laid tonight. Now you're going to the hospital. Got back in the car. <laughs> Done. I'm over it. This is a, I thought, I saw this in like a, 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 a movie. Isn't this Fast and the Furious 4 or something? <laughs> no. no, I'm kidding. That's, that's, that's awesome. No, it's like the only street fight I've ever had. I mean, I've been close to him, but. What about you, Rich? Any street fights? Uh, nothing in a long, long time. Like I said, the last time that I really got rough was uh, we, were, had a, we had a party at my house my sophomore year of college. And this, some guys were playing pool. And some dude, just a buddy of mine, kept on. He was drunk as shit and kept on going to the pool table and like knocking their balls around. And eventually, one of them was like, "Dude, fuck you!" and just lays him out against the against the wall. So I jump in to pull this guy off, and then someone broke a bottle over my back. Oh man! Oh. And then yeah, after that, it turned into like a short, a short but not too bad melee. Me and Godfrey, you know Godfrey the comedian. Yeah, we got into a fight at Bruco together. Me and him. What happened was you like, fought Godfrey. No, no. <laughs> so so Godfrey's a really good friend of mine, uh, and I used to have him come. I used to run the Westwood Brewing Company. All college kids. So I'm like, Godfrey, come down. And his mom had like passed away like a week earlier, so he was just not in a good mood. So he goes out here, and he and he would. The, the, the room was kind of rough. It was a bunch of disrespectful. I played. Kids. I played it a lot. So he goes there, and he says he's doing crowd work, and he's like, "Man, who would who would have sex with you?" And the guy goes, "Your mother, right?" So Godfrey puts the microphone back 
and runs into the crowd and just tackles the. I guess he had, he had, taken, he had taken like one jujitsu class, so he starts choking the guy, right? But doesn't realize they're on the ground. That the guy has like three friends. Luckily, they were like UCLA kids. They didn't they didn't know what to do, so they were like kind of hitting Godfrey. And I'm running. Stop it! Like I'm, and I'm running the room. I'm running the room, right? So I'm like, oh shit! So I go. I had. To, I start. Th- my first instinct is to start wailing on kids, but I can't. Like me and Godfrey. <laughs> but I'm running. The, this is my comedy show, and Godfrey was in the wrong here. You know, like he. Yeah. he should, you can't just attack a crowd for saying. <laughs> so I start throwing. I start throwing kids off Godfrey, right? And, and like. I'm kind of like so. Godfrey's like doing some kind of weird choke and, and uh, <laughs> day and, one jujitsu doing and, and so we're like it was like and so then right so the chairs get thrown everyone runs out the comics are fighting each other the cops get get called the cops run there and then they're like cops are like what happened I'm like I don't know they, they attacked him because he's he's a uh, black <laughs> so like they were like man a bunch of racist kids it was 100% Godfrey's fault so that'll do it so, so then we kept the show going so then I like after that I went back on the mic and then uh, and then we just kept the show going it was oh, it was hilarious awesome, awesome. no I, I I've been in many of brawls and many a fights in my life but what, what what made me want to tell this story is when you're talking about your dogs getting in, into it um when I was at Arizona State, um, we were in this, I would say, this duplex place where, you know, I had my dog, I had my pit, and this there's this guy, maybe about, uh, you know, 10 duplexes down who also had a nice, pretty big pit. I, I would say his, his pit bull was probably, you know, this is when my, my dog was probably about 75 pounds, and his pit bull looked a good 100 pounds. I mean, he was kind of chubby, but he was tall, so he was a jack pit, and you know, sometimes I see him running without the leash. And, you know, I'm one of those guys I can control my dog without the leash. You know what yeah. I mean? So I saw his dog running without the leash. And it was, you know, that was one day. And then, you know, sometimes he'd see me without the leash. And, you know, so we, we were hoping one day that we wouldn't run into each other's with both of our dogs off the leash kind yeah. of thing. And one day we obviously did of living in the same place for a year. And our dogs just, you know, took off towards each other. Uh, two pits. Two pits. I mean, and his dog was huge. Like, I'm just like, no, my boy's going to get, you know, I'm like, my boy's going to get jacked up. You know what I mean? So I'm like, no. Um, So I call Ox. I'm like, you know, I tell him, Ox, you know, don't move. So he just kind of stays there while, like, this dog is, like, charging him still. And in my mind, I'm like, no, I can't just have him, you know, sit there as, you know, the, you know, and my dog's pretty trained. So I'll just, like, Okay, fuck it. Ox, eat him. So no. Ox, t- Ox takes off on him, right? Like, you know, they're, first he stopped, looked at me, and just sat down as this dog. Why is, couldn't you, you know, pick your dog up? Because he, he had already started charging. And then once I saw that they were charging for it, so he, he ran like 10 yards away from me, right? Yeah. And then I told him to sit down. So he's now like at 15 yards away. But this other dog's still about 20 yards away, still charging forward. And his, that guy's, that guy's, he's not going to save his dog. And I'm Uh, not going to, I'm not about to intercept this dog. You know what I mean? So it's not like a goal line tackle where I'm going to stop this pit, right? So I was like, okay, well, I got to get Ox to get going again. You know what I mean? So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like coaching. (laughs) I mean, like coaching two wrestlers. But I'm like, Ox, eat him. So Ox takes off again. So I, so if they get there, you know, when they clash, I can grab my dog, you know, he had a collar on. The other dog didn't have a collar on. So I had my, as soon as they, as soon as the dogs came up, this, this big dog kind of jumped in a sense, which made him like almost stand straight up. And Ox was still like running at like a beeline. So he hits him in the gut, boom. Like it looked like a perfect 
Jordan Burrow's double leg. I mean, he hit him, and the other dog fell on his back. So I'm like, yeah, like this. That was a great yeah, but, exchange. What, what about the biting and stuff? And yeah, like, no, they, I'm getting to that. Okay, gotta, so gotta, he gotta, speared gotta, him. Yeah, he speared him. My dog basically nice. speared him. It was, and I was like, my dog's about to get crushed because he was a huge. I mean, he outweighed him by 10, 15, 20 pounds, and he, my dog speared him, and then he got on his neck, right? So he's, you know, obviously, you know how dogs are. So I'm, I'm, I'm smacking my dog, tell him to let go, tell him to let go. He's not like he's just trying to shake, you know, doing all the. The other guy comes up. Me and the other guy are, you know, we're we're not friends, but we're just like, oh shit, this kind of this thing have, happened. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not going to fight each other over this situation because we're both in the wrong. We both don't have leashes on our dog, but you know, they're right. going to be their dogs going to be. Plus, dogs. you would kill him. Plus, I would kill him absolutely. And uh, so I I grab I grab Ox by his collar and I'm pulling him off and pulling him off and he doesn't do it and uh, I'm like I'm kicking his legs i'm doing everything to get my dog off this uh, other dog's neck he's still on the ground on the side and ox is on his neck so the next thing that was to me was like <laughs> this i want to say it was like it was like 12 inches it was 13 inches stick and i i grabbed it and i stuck the stick up my dog's ass and he, he let out like this horrific yeah. like cry and he finally let go and that's the only thing that got that's my dog sam off tripoli of told me to do that next time you're in a dog fight put your finger up a dog's ass and that's yeah. to get him well, to stop well because yeah. my dog is a pit so once it locks you, you have to unlock his jaw or he has to do it himself and he wasn't doing it. i think that'll I, get I any guy to stop fighting yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> I, I, stuck, I stuck that stick Three inches up his ass, and he let go, and that was like the only thing that say like he let go. Well, and if ran you're off. ever getting beat up at a fight, I'll run into the octagon and put my finger up a guy's <laughs> yeah, ass. Yeah, that that's like you're in a street fight, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, that's not where I saw this going. Yeah, absolutely, Fuck that. fucked up. But I felt yeah, I'll bad. stop fighting and start kissing. This sounds this is great. Let's go. Yeah, you like fingers. Yeah, up he ass, does right? like that shit. So, yeah, why not? So I felt so bad for him, man. I, I really did. But, for your dog, yeah, he I was felt, winning, and then he got, yeah, got he it. was winning, and then I was I betrayed him in a sense, like. I thought we were on the same team. Like you said, eat him kind of thing. You know what I mean? Did he so, not look at you for a while afterwards? Nah, I mean when he ran off, the stick was still stuck in his ass. He was like, and like he like scooted away from me, and I'm just like, all right, come here. How did you in. get it out of his ass? I mean, like I I called him over and I just pulled it out. Like uh, you know, I kind of spun it out in a sense. Like I didn't just rip it out of his ass. You know what I mean? Uh, but, a friend of mine know. had a fucking crazy dog story. I. I the basis of it, basically, I don't know. You could tell me if you do or do not want this on the air, but it involves having to kill a pit bull. Oh, no. no yeah, I am good on that story. Thanks, man. We don't want that one. It was, it was self-defense. So who's fighting next week? The, the following week? No, no, no Bella. Uh, the pit fighting? bull brothers are fighting. It's, it's, it's this weekend. Um, the one thing I did want to say about the card this weekend, Khabib uh, may or may not have an opponent this weekend. What happened? Horcher woke up today. Wayne's are tomorrow. Horcher woke up at 172. He's got to make 160 tomorrow. Did he realize he's fighting Khabib? He, well, he can do that. Like, yeah, 12, 12, pounds? 12 pounds? Yeah, 12 I, uh, pounds one day. It's just like he's only known about the fight for, what, four days, something like that? Four or five days. But Yeah, no, he, he can make that. What, did he I'm drink all the water last night? I don't know. Nah, um, he, the Bellator is the Italian card this weekend. Tell us about it. Because this it's, is that uh, funny. It's Patricky Pitbull, the 155 Pitbull against... Um, Wait, which one's better? The 145. Younger one, yeah. Smaller yeah, one. the 145 one. Um, he's fighting um, Kevin Souza. Who's that? He replaced Derek Campos. He was in... Um, he's 45 in uh, UFC. Yeah, he was in the UFC. He's, he's fighting at 55 now. Uh, it was supposed to be Derek Campos who beat Melvin Gillard. It's not him anymore. He dropped out. He was good, Derek Campos. He was good. Um Alessio Sakara is fighting this weekend. Who hasn't? He was Whoa. in the UFC. His last loss, I think, was Weidman. 
I don't know. He was in Bellator. But he's, he's, a, he's, he's a hero he's, in Italy, though. Yeah, he's there. He was the first guy that they said, you know, we're going to Italy. He's going to be on the card because we have to. Um, but I think his last fight in the UFC was Weidman. Luke Barnott's been calling him a pussy left and right. The guy hasn't fought forever, and everybody was beating him. He only had striking, but he's fine. He's fighting Brian the Predator Rogers. Um, and Brian's Brian's a good fighter. I like Brian. You got uh, AJ McKee fighting this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Against, against some Italian Italian guy named Danilo Belluardo. Bel, Bel, I think Bel he's Wardo. like six and one. Not a bad fighter. I mean, he's, AJ's been training tough for this, really training hard, and I think it's going to be a good show for AJ. I mean, this is obviously the best fighter he's fought. Every he's fight, five and zero. Oh. Yeah, five and zero. Oh, see, yeah. so oh. every fight that you get next when you're you know on that small. St- not small stage, but on that lower level is the next best fighter. So it always challenges you. I think this is going to be a pretty good challenge to fight, but you know, is it on the, the main man. card or the other yeah, card? It's, it's the main. Well, there really is no undercard because it's the debut of Beltra kickboxing too. They're splitting it down the middle. So they're not tied with glory anymore. So the dynamite events won't be with glory. Um, but on the, also on the MMA card is the 125 girl that's being touted a lot, Anastasia Yankova. Yeah, the hot. She's fucking hot. By the way, Bellator, I, I have a, look, I'm a fan of Bellator. I like Rich. I like uh, Coker. I like uh, CJ and, uh, and DJ. However, whoever decided to put Julia Budd, Marlies Conan on the undercard for is the belt. for the belt. What are you guys doing? It makes no sense. Uh, first of all, y- Women fighting, you know, especially in like, you know, attractive women fighting. Any woman fighting, I feel like people are going <laughs> to go main card. Yeah, main card. Just, especially <laughs> for a belt, though. Why do you have a prelim belt? Yeah, right. And plus, those girls are really good. Marlis uh, is one of the best 145 girls in the world. And Julia Budd is also a really good fighter. Yeah. What are they doing? Who's the, Bubba? Hey. I'm looking for a fight my damn self. Don't look at me, man. Who's making I, that call? I, That's I, a terrible call. I, I don't know. The I last time Marlou's fought was um, the Gallard Gertz card in Temecula that AJ McKee was also on. Mm-hmm. And she was on the main card and she destroyed this she chick. That good. girl, that was the girl that Misha Tate submitted for the belt. But Marlou's Coonan, she's yeah, no terrible. slouch, man. Come she's on, very, Bellator. Very Step it up. Step it up. Um, I see if, if you got a girl who's like 0 and 0 versus a 1 and 0 girl and you don't even know and you're giving them a chance. One thing, but they're giving them a belt too. Yeah, this should be on TV. Yes, right, CB. I agree. Yes, Um, yeah. The only person on the kickboxing card that I know of for this weekend's card is Melvin Manuf. Yeah, so somebody's getting knocked out. It's true. That dude is fuck powerful. Every time I think of Manuf, I think of that fight against Lawler, where he was literally kicking him so hard in the legs that Lawler's knee was higher than his own face. Wow, that shit was just ridiculous. But I love watching Melvin fight. I just, I don't know how I feel about this whole kickboxing. I think it's stupid. I think it's a bad, I talked about that. I think it's a bad idea. I I don't think the hybrids are good. I mean, why not just have wrestling and then arm wrestling and then let's have bare knuckle. Uh, I mean, let's make it into, if you're going to do that, just get everything. Well, they're also doing like, you know, they're having the cards and it's going to, you know, it's inevitable that it's going to end up being like, you know, we have a belt or kickboxing card where, where nobody knows anybody. And then you're going to have, like, fucking Ken Shamrock versus Dada and, and yeah. whatever. It, it doesn't make any sense. Plus, they're like, are they aligned with Ryzen now? They have a talent exchange 
that's been agreed upon. These are all questions that none of us know. Well, um, yeah, Ryzen, that's why you're the guy. I think Ryzen has an event. We're this here weekend, to hear your answer. Sakuraba is my last name Gold? Vanderlei, no, no, I think you I'm pretty that. sure that the Ryzen <laughs> event is this weekend. It's Vanderlei and somebody versus Sakuraba and somebody in a two-on-two grappling. No, it's and not. I yes. swear. I Just swear. Tag team grappling match. And Gabby really? Garcia's yeah. on the card, too. So if you're about to get tapped, can you like tag your guy in and be like, no, I wasn't tapping. No, I, I was tagging the next guy in. As stupid as it sounds, I think it's Tornado Tag, which is the same what two the fuck two is tornado the, attack it means two in the, at the same time it's you know uh, you're not like hey you're in i'm out or so if you're getting tapped and you're whipping somebody else's ass you can stop your boy from getting tapped or how does that work? i don't know i think they're both like, like can in the you ring jump at the same two time. on one um, yeah we play this game called 300 in yeah our, in our this, gym it's it's basically it's like dodgeball except with submissions so like you get a team with, you get a team of five on the side or a team of 10 on this side, team of 10 on that side. And you just basically collide in the middle. And once the guy taps, he sits out. So it's an awesome game, but you got to like, if you're tapping someone and someone right. jumps on your neck and chokes you out, you know, you got to basically fight it or, Oh, if you, you know, can get two on one. Yeah, you can get two. I mean, you can get five. On, if that guy, if that guy doesn't get submitted until the end and all our guys are in, it's like six on one. <laughs> I mean, someone's ankle locking, someone's choking them out. Someone's got an arm bar. So it's, it's, it's fun to like, you know, sometimes so, you just get uh, caught. I got the card right, right here. Yeah, it's okay, like Okay, so what's going on? What like is this? Horizon 2 on 2 this weekend? It's, well, no, no, no. That's just one of the things. Um, the main event is Fujita. Kazuyuki Fujita. Ironhead. Yep. Um, he's fighting Jiri Protraska. Don't know I'm going to start fucking butchering names, too. Uh, Jadeep Singh is on the card. He was the one that lost to Fedor okay. in the first round. Oh, he's horrible. Gabby Garcia is on the card. Oh, Darren Crookshank on the card. Wow. Mm. Wait, who's Gabby Garcia fighting? Gabby Garcia is fighting... Anna Malyakova. Isn't she a tennis player? Sounds like it. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, go on. Um, yeah, Darren Crookshanks fighting Shinji Sasaki, which will be interesting. Um, Kirill Sidelnikov, which I think is Baby Fedor. Yeah. He's fighting. Um, Hazaki Kato, who's a Bellator fighter. He just got knocked out by Melvin. Yes. Um, he's fighting. He beat you- Joe Schilling. Yeah, Superman he knocked punch. out Joe Schilling with Superman Punch. Yes. I was on that card. Um, I was on both those cards. Hmm. Yeah, and then I so don't. Ryzen, how could I watch this? Uh, Is it on Spike TV again? I don't think they're. I think this one might be one of the internet ones, like streaming. I don't think Spike's going to have it because even when they aired the first one, they didn't air it live. Are with you going to get card. it? Yeah, he's going to get it. Yes, he's going to get it. I'll be at his house watching it. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm about to be able to explain this Sakuraba Vanderlei thing because. Hmm. It'll um, be about that, yeah? Yes. Uh, promotions yet so it's Kazushi Sakuraba and Hideo Takoro versus Vanderlei alright so CB if you could bang uh, if you could bang Jessica Alba or spend an entire weekend with Conor McGregor what would it be I'd spend an entire week or weekend with Conor McGregor you don't don't have a girlfriend your girlfriend's out of the yeah I understand that okay he answered that without thinking about his girl okay you'd rather (laughs) and why is this because it would be fucking awesome to hang out with Connor. That's like a dude getting laid. Every there's so many girls out there. That's, a, Why that's am I actually a res- fair argument. To restrict be myself to like, oh, you get Jessica Alba, so I'm gonna stop my whole life to spend fucking eight and a half minutes with her, like, <laughs> <laughs> or spend an entire Three weekend and quarter, with Connor. But- as and possibly meet, still bang another chick. Oh, yeah. Fucking, dude, the, that's the other the thing. The kind of fall-off one pussy you get from Conor McGregor. One chick or fucking Conor's right, okay, four. All right. Oh, all right. Where, hold on. Is, important this, question. Where is he hanging out with Conor McGregor? In Ireland. In Ireland? I'm going to that. Uh, yeah. Jessica I don't, Alba. I don't know about that. <laughs> you guys are crazy. I'm not sure how they feel about <laughs> Jews Alba. Rich, what are you doing out of that? Out of that one? Yeah. Probably Conor, to be honest. 
Probably right. Connor. Look, I don't even, want, I don't even care about fucking in the first place anymore. All right, okay, so. a, three, right. a threesome, okay, with Alba and Kate Upton. Do you, I you have, have a bias? You could have gone with two better that, w- that would have, no matter what you said after that, would have been. All right, well, Did, Connor, Kate Upton and Alba or... Do I have uh, a Viagra pill or am I by myself good on point. this one? You, you need Viagra for those two? Well, if you're trying to impress, you know, you don't want Why would them, I try to you don't want them walking around Hollywood talking about you. <laughs> I'm going for it. Nobody knows who I am. You but need you need Viagra pills. People know me as a serial killer. Why would I, I don't think it? if you bombed or killed it, they'd be going around Hollywood being like, by the way, <laughs> that, boy, that boy Bubba Jake did his thing. Or a weekend with Conor McGregor. A weekend with Conor McGregor. Over a threesome with Alvin Upton. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, what are we again? What are we doing? Are we, weekend, weekend in Cork. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> weekend, weekend in Vegas. Yeah, I, but know, it's, it's I, like, I don't care if it's oh, a fucking are you kidding? I, what? Are you talking about Croke Park? No, in Cork, Ireland. Oh, <laughs> Cork, like Ireland. Croke Park. No, I yeah, just dude, in Croke Park. Just I'm, I'm, not everyone thinks about sex all the time, Man, Adam. All, all the time, I'm, I'm not, all the time. I'm giving him a proposal, and he's picking a weekend with Conor McGregor over a threesome with Alba and Upton. Sorry if I think this is a little fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> have, you not, have you not come to terms with where my priorities are in life? Yes, I am the only MMA roasted, tattoo carrying individual in the world. That's a good point. I'm also the creator and founder of the MMA roasted podcast is, championship belt. These are all facts. That's what true. What the fuck does that have to do with Kate Upton? He's different because you is know what, what he's telling you. Look, they look good, yes. But the fact of the matter is this. In my opinion, pussy is pussy is pussy is pussy. Call Certain it. people's pref- preferences, if you would have said, you know, whatever, Rowdy Beck and Angela Magana are a weekend with fucking Connor, yeah. I'd have to think about it a little bit. Why? Because they're good at jiu-jitsu? No, because they're fucking... Rowdy Beck's like the hottest fucking girl in the over UFC. Jessica Alba and Kate Upton. I this this Jessica Alba doesn't fucking like move. That tickle, yeah, that tickle is fancy. Kate Upton. Oh, she's, she's got, got some big ass titties. Big well, we get yeah. Connor moves your needle. Dude, hanging out with Connor is like a once in a lifetime. Connor's you already next to his him. needle. So when what are you talking about? Graph, when <laughs> he literally had to move his needle before when you're to get Connor before Con- after Connor got the belt or even close to it. You can't get near Connor for more than like eight seconds. A weekend with him? Do you have any idea how insanely awesome a weekend with Connor McGregor would be? Honestly, I don't if know. he had these tattoos of Connor McGregor and he said Jessica Alba, he'd be like, "Get your tattoos changed." That'd be stupid. Yeah. He's a he's a dedicated That's fan. A good point. That's well, a good what point. would you do this weekend? Well, for that weekend, what would you do? I don't give a fuck. Skip. He can tell me what to do. I don't care. Driving around on a fucking Lamborghini, periscoping everything. Awesome. <laughs> fucking spending stupid amounts of money and running on along Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. Awesome. Getting matching Hanging suits. They would definitely get matching oh, suits. Oh, I would definitely get a matching custom suit. Yeah. I would get a 100%. custom-made fucking suit. You think these custom suits are cheap? You think these fucking full chest tattoos are cheap? How yeah. much are they? Which one? All His of them. suits? He spends like 10, 15 grand on a fucking one suit. Right. He's in, so you, you would get a matching suit? I would get a custom suit, go hang out at fucking Venice and, and work movement with Edo Portal for a day. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. Like, All come right. on, man. Right, we it's have our answers. Conor McGregor. I'm not, I'm not upset by this. I'm, I'm actually, not upset. I support I'm not this upset entirely. At all. I, I, I disagree with my, my, my uh, answer would be different. But I, I, but I respect it. I respect it. Who the would you rather hang out with over the two threes, oh, over the threesome with Alvin Upton? Uh, probably a threesome with two other girls. 
<laughs> Maybe a foursome. <laughs> okay, fair uh, enough. But if I could go back in time and spend the day with Martin Luther King and Abe Lincoln or something. Oh, get out. That's the, the worst. Fuck? Shut no, up. Hell no. Shut That's the worst. No. I was going to say, say for you, like, Kinnison and Dangerfield. Yeah, that Martin was cool. Yeah. 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 The comedians are so depressed. They'd be, depressed that, I, they'd be depressed that I fucking chose that over the threesome. Yo, to be fair, though, Martin pulled some shit, though. Martin could pull some girls. So <laughs> Martin Luther King, he could I'd pull probably, some chicks. I'd oh, yeah. Probably, okay, if I had the black chicks. If I had the, yeah, probably. He's the most powerful black man ever. Listen, I probably would go with Bob Marley. I probably would hang out with Bob Marley than any than any pair of ass. Yeah. Guys, I just hang out with you three right here. <laughs> this is just a special time. I really enjoy our I would hang out. I would hang out with fucking uh, Bobby Gunn and see him beat the shit out of dudes on the street. That'd be fun. I, well, they have to be sanctioned. Uh, where where sanctioned. is he? Uh, where does he live? Like what? New Jersey. Oh, yeah, he fuck. sounds like he's from Jersey for sure. I was going to say, dude, it'd be fun to like hear about something that he had sanctioned and fucking show up and watch it. That'd be if awesome. You, if, if you offered me two options, either a threesome with Jessica Alba and whoever the other <laughs> chick was, Kate Kate Upton, or a lifetime all expenses paid pass to every Bobby gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. That's easy, dude. Like if you would have said, like, even so, like, you're talking about two hot girls, why do I have the feeling that Connor could get me into the Playboy Mansion and then I don't need to worry about Alba and fucking... Upton. They're all going to bang Connor. Yeah, Not but necessarily. He'll be there too, though. Change his bum's life. Yeah, done. Yeah, done. I just wouldn't do. Cocaine. This dude's got a tattoo of me. Changed his bum's life. <laughs> yeah, you want to take away this guy? Yeah, they would get a oh, tattoo. Yeah, you want to take away his red panty weekend? Way, before fucking yeah. Adam tells you. Since the last time I've seen you on the podcast, yeah. I got two more. Really? He has yeah. five. What you got? Let me see. I got notorious and the crown he has on his neck tattooed on my stomach. Okay, fair enough. I was waiting for it because it comes that's, up every fucking when, 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 when I was periscoping from uh, uh well, I, I did the I did a show at the uh, the Can lingerie pers- convention right and uh, and I, they, I went to the sex toy convention but like next to it whatever and there was like anal beads and then someone was like get Conor McGregor anal beads for CB Gold so that was like every comment <laughs> was people, it Joe Kugo? people are fascinated by you dude they're fascinated can we on oh, actually can we periscope your next Conor McGregor tattoo like as it's being done. Are you getting any more? You gotta Probably bring your not. tattoo artist Probably in no here. more. Five, five is your t- limit. He won't tattoo here. <laughs> yeah. He won't. All right. Well, listen, guys, that is our show. Uh, this tomorrow night and Saturday night, I am in San Diego at the Comedy Palace uh, every Tuesday night. I'm at the Dime Bar. Uh, also, I got upcoming gigs in Calgary, uh, all over in. Uh, I'm in. Are we Cleveland. plugging Monday or is that a I was Cleveland? gonna say uh, uh, Monday. We're having a. Uh, uh, for the for the dogs uh, at the Lucky Puppy, we're having a uh, Lucky Puppy dog uh, fundraiser out on Ventura in Studio City. Lucky Puppy, uh, and every Tuesday night at the Dime Bar, I said that right? Dime Bar every Tuesday, mm-hmm. and um, Fight Weekend, International Fight Weekend. I'm at the Stratosphere. Uh, hit me up for free tickets to my shows. Uh, Rich, what do you got coming up? Uh, I'll actually be at that same Lucky Puppy fundraiser. Adam yes. was nice enough to invite me. Super excited. Uh, every Monday at 4.30 on Periscope, come and tune in and watch The Punch on the Punch underscore FV. Myself and Travis West are talking about MMA and goofing off. And uh, uh, every Monday night at the Comedy Store, you can see me. And I will be headlining Harvells in Long Beach on Tuesday, the 26th of this month, if you want nice. to come on down. Also, my little brother Max is in studio. Max Greenberg, uh, my, my best friend in the whole world. Uh, so Max, it's good. He's visiting from New York. It's good to see you, Max. Uh, thanks for stu- uh, hanging out. And John is here. We didn't have a mic for John. 
but uh, she's she's the best. She comes to the Dime Bar Tuesday with a hot friend. Your friend, by the way, we got to talk about that on Monday, is smoking hot. Uh, I have a girlfriend, so I'm not going to check her out, but that girl definitely wants to D. Uh, CB, anything? Um, no, just watching the fights this weekend. Nothing. Uh, oh, no, I'm going to a wedding Saturday night. I said the other day that... He's like my second dad, pretty much. I'm going to a wedding Saturday night, and uh, normally we, we like, plug it. things people can go to, uh, but you're just like I don't fuck. have anywhere to go oh. that people want to go to. What murder? <laughs> On fucking a- hiding bodies. Bubba, Bubba, and I do that together now. April 23rd yep. is not only UFC 197 for the light heavyweight championship; it's also the Ultimate Passover Championship. I invited Adam; he's out of town, unfortunately. But uh, if you guys tune in on Periscope on the Punch, we'll be uh, doing a UFC themed Seder for the second night of Passover at my house. Nice. So we're we'll broadcasting some of that. Bubba, anything coming up, Bubba? Uh, I'll be in. Mm, I'll be in limbo waiting for my next fight. Nice. Um, I don't really have anything. I'm in, I'm in. I'm just chilling right now. Also, every Tuesday night on Oxygen, Living with Funny is my new show. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm I'm on a lot. Stick stick with it. Uh, I'm on a lot. Episode three, five, and seven. Uh, but it's a great show. So watch all the episodes. Uh, and I want to thank our sponsors, Decipher. Listen, guys, I'm telling you, pick up their uh, audiobook, Decipher Life, available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. Uh, Daniel Martinez, thank you for everything that you do for us. Uh, call them for life coaching, mental coaching, and contract negotiations. 1-888-731-COACH. That's 1-888-731-2622. Also, Tip a Fighter. Uh, our boy is fighting with Tip a Fighter coming up. Uh, Kevin Lee. Also, you, AJ McKee this a, weekend. Oh, AJ McKee this Friday night. You like the way AJ fights? Absolutely. Let's tip this dude, okay? AJ McKee is with Tip a Fighter the following week is uh, Tip a Fighter as well as Kevin Lee is going to be at it. And then in May, uh, we got a bunch of girls on the Invicta card yeah. that are with Tip a Fighter as well. Uh, Go to so tipafighter.com and, and find out brothers. your local fighters. The Pitbull Brothers, also with Tip a Fighter. Week, two weeks back to back. Pitbull Brothers, both with Tip a Fighter. Like the way that they fight, uh, tip them money. Uh, thank you, Sideshow Network. And thanks, Ben. Ben is our unsung hero. Uh, I didn't realize how much I appreciated Ben. <laughs> 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 but, but, uh, but thank you, Ben, for everything that you do. Uh, take care. <laughs>